Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host Barra, and today I will be chatting with James Lonergan about his new band ahead of their first gig, which will be taking place in Shinay on May 7th. At the time of recording, James had not yet named the band, but I can reveal their name as Mimic, and they just finished recording their debut album, which we'll be talking about in length, as well as many other topics, many of them somehow revolving around Metallica and black metal, but don't know how that happened. Anyway, I normally aim for these episodes to be about 30 to 40 minutes long, and it went for over two hours, and I literally couldn't stop talking to him. I could have chatted to him all day. I really had a blast making it, and I hope he's enjoyed the episode. Here's the theme music by Zach Stevenson. Welcome to another episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barra, and today we have James with us. James Lonergan, how are you doing, man? I'm, I'm really good. <laughs> Thank you I'm so much good. for coming over. Very welcome. Um, I hope the cycle wasn't too bad. <laughs> it was dreadful, just for everyone who, who wants to know. As, it, as I said, when you were coming over already, I was just like, he's going to fucking regret picking the cycling the whole way over. Yeah, um, I, I cycled up a mountain and then all the way back down. <laughs> and the thing is, I didn't even need to cycle all the way back down and I went past where I needed to go. Mm-hmm. It is a tricky road to get around when you don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm just, I'm trying to think like, I think the first time we met was when I was over at your house I remember instinctly you having, we went to, I think it was like Chancer or Bicurious or something. It was a gig. Met you at a gig with Zach. Went back to yours. And then I had just got into Depeche Mode. So I kept talking about Depeche Mode. And then the next day I was like, God, I really hope. Like everything you try to talk about, I brought up Depeche Mode right after. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to talk about. And like, I could see your friends. Zach was there as well. Zach was there as well. Was that that not, we were playing a gig. Myself, like Monkey and. Uh, my band Sync at the time we were playing in uh, uh, I thought I met you at a gig I think I think it was because I think Zach has only been in my house once and it was well my old house and it was after a gig in Eastside Tavern oh and we all walked back to my house that makes way more sense yes that makes way more sense I just I just remember like um, like Zach was like could you have talked about like any different band other than Depeche (laughs) Mode for the whole night and I was like I remember being outside and Zach was like all you could hear he's like it was just lads chatting away and then all you could hear was just me just going do you know what the song I just can't get enough is about (laughs) and just silence just and nobody go and just heroin (laughs) is that what it is about I think it is about heroin yeah because they were junkies for quite a while they were serious drug addicts for quite a while god they got a lot done for for, uh, they're for still the, going. Are you still? Oh yeah, yeah. You still? still, still no, not as much now. To right. be honest, I do like them. I have all, like I have all their stuff there. Um, but uh, no, I do quite like them. They're a very good band. Yeah, very, very talented band. Have you seen them? No, I haven't seen them because they were here the last one was 130 quid to see them live. Oh, fuck. And that was standing as well. And I was like, I like you guys a lot. It's the same with like I'd love to see Nine Inch Nails, but it's 200 pounds. I think was the last time in Belfast to see them. Yeah, which I'm, is just I, uh, far too much. I'm money. going to see fucking Tool in a few <sighs> weeks. <laughs> I've never seen Tool either. I'd love to see them. I'm not like, funny enough, I'm not a huge Tool fan. I'm not. But I would kill to see them live. I don't like them. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> I know. I, and that like, I didn't get, I didn't get myself the ticket. Like, I, like a friend of mine got me the ticket. I haven't paid him back for it yet, but I, I, I'm paying him back on the day of it because he wants uh, just to know that his beer money's covered. Oh, fair day. enough. Yeah. And um, thanks, Dean, if you're listening to this. <laughs> I did the, I did the soundtrack for his podcast, so you better be fucking listening to this. Oh, right. Okay. Well, um, like, we'll send it to him for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, he he got me this, and like I want to go because obviously it's Tool, and 
I think Tool are one of those bands that if you don't grow up listen, if you don't grow up with them, if you don't mm. listen when you're growing up, you can't get into them. They're like, like Metallica. I find Metallica. It's impossible to get into anyone into Metallica if they didn't grow up listening to Metallica. There's a friend of mine who who insists that Metallica are a shit band, and I'm just like, man, you just don't get like they're not a shit band by well, any the, the re- thing by is, any regard. Like, they, like they have been shit in moments. I think to really love Metallica, you have to hate you have to hate them at some point. Lulu, you have to yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you have to love them when you're growing up, and then you have to go through a period where you hate them, and then you have to come back to loving them. I think. Mm. Um, because they have had moments of being really, really shit. But I think what I love about Metallica is just the fact that they're still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they're you still s- together. And their career is fucking fascinating. Like, oh, no, they're an amazing. But, like, it's funny. Some kind of anger. The, the Some kind of monster. Stuck, some kind of monster, sorry. <laughs> while they were making Saint yeah. Anger. is I remember watching it going like, God, these guys really were ready to just fucking murder each other. It's a great documentary. It's it's one of the yeah. best uh, music co- documentaries. Fucking, one yeah. of the best comedy films. Of all yeah, time. It's hilarious. He left the fucking band. The fucking band. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's an amazing montage of James Hetfield slamming doors. Slamming doors. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's like, uh, yeah, I, I, I fucking, I, 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 I always think of them like when I used to have like a fucking thing I used to say when I was, I was really drunk, where like. I'd stick on Master of Puppets and put like that bit in the middle of Orion on with the with the uh, uh, fucking the, the yeah, dueling yeah, yeah. guitars in it. I'm like, they were 23 <laughs> doing this. They were fucking, imagine that. Imagine what their mates were like. No, the lads were like, they were clashy. They were 23. Did you, did you see them in Slain actually? Yeah. Yeah. I was, myself and my friend got way too drunk before. Like we were way too drunk. We were just like, because we each had a bottle of vodka before getting on, which was not a good idea. And then I was just like, I, I popped cans for this. I didn't think we were going to do vodka. He's like, we can do that as well. So Aww. by the time that we got up, we were so drunk. But we got into an argument about where we were going to be placed while we were going to watch Ghost. And I was like, I think we should go here. He's like, no, I think we should go here. And then he, and then we were just like, fine, we'll go somewhere else. You we seem like up. you'd be a Ghost fan. No, I don't like Ghost. No, no, I don't no. like Ghost. But I'm a huge. I, res- I have a lot of respect for Ghost. Oh no, they're a great. They're, they're great the best. Band, one of the best I, pop I, bands I in the world. I don't really like, like them that much now. To be honest, <laughs> pop bands, the shade. Yeah. But, um, no, but I, but I mean it. Like they make really good pop music. Well, I thought they were a black metal band when I first saw course, them, and yeah. I was just like, no, this is no, a kiss. They're, 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 they're the campus <laughs> yeah, pop yeah, band. Yeah. Like, like, and I think it's fantastic. Like, Twi- you know, Twice Forward, amazing vocalist as well. Really but, fucking cool guy yeah, as well. Cool guy as well. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. It's like Ghost is a business, you know, and they kind of put it out like that. It's not necessarily art. It's theatre. Like, yeah, yeah. It's theatre. <laughs> like, they have that, what's that fucking, like, their really big song. With the fucking, uh, come out with a horn section and stuff on it. It's got the, uh, uh, I just wanna be, wanna be with oh, you um, in the moonlight. It's, it's not Rats, it's, uh, uh, oh, Rats is class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rats is amazing. <laughs> but it is one of those, like, you just see this guy in a Pope outfit just dancing around. I know, like. it's, but it's, it's 100%, it's pop music. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not, Metal, but I don't mean that in a in a in a in, yeah. a, in a vulgar way or anything like that. It's like it's you know it's it's, it's a crack. It's manufactured in a way in, in Tobias Forge's mind, mm. but it's he runs that band like a business. And you know sometimes you can you can you know scoff at that, but you have to hand it to him because he has fucking metal enthusiasts <laughs> eating out of his hand, and it's pop music. Yeah, like, like, yeah. it's one hundred percent pop music. Metal, like they win best metal record of the year on that's magazines ridiculous. And stuff. Like he's like, fooled the whole world into thinking that's metal, and it's really not. Like, but that's that's that's. I think that's the spectrum of metal is hilarious. Yeah, and it's like there's no there's no other <clears throat> there's no other um genre of music that has has such a wide spectrum in that you have, and I, I always I always kind of. When I'm trying to get people to listen to to, to metal, I, I 
uh, I always kind of have to sh- tell them that there's like there's certain certain portions of it that's you know like 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 ghosts and like uh, you know system of it down to a lesser extent, hmm. um, but like the theatrical side of it, you know. Oh yeah, uh, sorry, like fucking um, and then there's and then there's like like black metal on your side, you, know, you like get mayhem, mayhem and, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, then there's like different types of black metal. There's uh, death heaven and you know more yeah. melodic stuff and. And then in the sense, like faith. like I think Meshuggah are the best band in the world. Uh Meshuggah are pretty good, yeah. I think Meshuggah well, and, Ble- Pine, and Pine Grove are but, the best but, bands in the world. I, I remember watching a drummer talk about Meshuggah listening to it and it's like the drummer is literally like playing two fucking songs at the same time. Yeah. That's how just insi- like the music the musicality and it regardless of whether you like how heavy and stuff it is, as a musician, if you listen, you have to appreciate just how fucking amazingly technical that band are. Oh, like, absolutely. It's, it's, it's like, insane. I like I I I wouldn't be uh, huge into technicality for the sake of technicality. Oh no, not like I hate like, te- but I just Mushuga would be an example of but, just like yeah, I know. Hell. But that, yeah. it's 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 there. They've got. I always think they've got incredible principle uh, in their music. In that they go, we're no, we're not going to play more than three notes in this song, <laughs> and they're going to be three notes that do not fit together. Yeah. But that's all you're getting for this whole song, mm-hmm. and it's incredible the the way they can frame those three notes in a hundred different ways. Yeah, for like six minutes as well, for like, like six yeah, minutes, yeah. and they're new, and and like they've been the same. They've released essentially the same album every time since 1995. <laughs> I don't think their fans would appreciate you say that. <laughs> no, but but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Like they just like they they they've gone like what I think like they're like they're like. If if you if you ingested metal, and you you your 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 insides you 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 digested everything and took all the nutrients out, and then what what will come out at the end, <laughs> the other side is Meshuggah, and that's I'm not saying I know that's a great great anatomy <laughs> yeah, for just calling them shit. <laughs> 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 I was like, is he actually going to go with this? This is the one that he's going to use. If, if next time, next time I want to call someone shy, I'll just, I'll, I'll give him that and at me, and yeah. I have done that before. Uh, <laughs> but no, what I mean is, like, they are just devoid of any fucking, any bells and whistles or anything yeah. like that. It's just, like, it's just, it, it's, it's so conditioned, and they've got so much principle in what they will and what they won't do. Um, that I just, I just think they're, they're unbelievable. Um. Yeah, uh, yeah. So metal spectrum, <laughs> special. Yes, but it is one of those things. Like, we, like we're meant to be talking about you, but like I, I was the, with the metal thing. I used we to are, go. We are talking. Uh, about we, we are. But I was like, I was like, I was like, there's death metal, there's tech death metal, there's black. And a friend was like, how many genres of metal are there? And I was like, there's one you invented every day. Like, oh, it's, absolutely, it's, yeah. And it's, yeah, and I just fucking but, uh, fusion stuff. I find it is. I find it is. You know, there's there. Like, I, I, I am, I am. Um, you know, I, I, I am reluctant to. Uh, to acknowledge when like a new genre is invented yeah, yeah. Uh, every every day for something, but I do understand it's necessary in metal because someone can like, uh, you know, thrash metal and then but they'd have no interest in black metal. Oh yeah, yeah. well, black or metal they, is its own kind of just it, it's, it's its own thing. It's, and it's, yeah. I, I I am only teetering on it now. Yeah. I, like I am only starting to go. Okay, I think I'm ready. I actually have a great album. I was listening to your stuff today and I was listening to an album yesterday and I was like, James would really like our... Oh, sorry, for anyone who doesn't know me and doesn't has never listened to my music, I don't play metal. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm heavily inspired by it, but it's not metal what I do at the moment. But uh, I think you'd really like RNZ Pazuzu, who are the... Well, I like them already. Yeah, I think, I think they're finished. It's kind of like, um, they're slow. Their songs are kind of like jazzy experimental black metal stuff it's really weird but I think you'd really I think you'd appreciate it their newest album as well RNZ Pazuzu RNZ RNZ Pazuzu O-R-A-N-S-S-I Pazuzu RNZ Pazuzu RNZ Pazuzu great yeah like I like I've 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 realised I put on um, 
what's it called? Um, cold, is it cold, cold Moon? Pale Moon? Oh, um, the, the, the Mayhem album? The, yeah, cold, uh, cold, oh, fuck me, I can't remember it myself pain, now. Pain the, the first, The first album, the very first. The frozen, fro- there's frozen, so much, frozen, frozen, Moon. frozen Moon. Moon. There's so much, there's so much Frozen Moons. It's like Dark Throne have all, no, yeah, Dark Throne of Moon stuff as well and it's so do Emperor. Yeah, I think it's, it's just, Frozen They just like Moon moons. They like moons. But I, 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 I kind of, <laughs> because like I always, I'd always seen Mayhem as just, you know, the thing with, um, with uh, fucking Euronymous um, and Euronymous and uh, uh, I always forget his name Varg Varg Varg, 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 Varg Count uh, what's his name Count Krishnak was yeah, his other yeah, name yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, what's his what's his other band Burzum Burzum, Burzum. Yeah. Um, I'd always seen that, that as just kind of synth shit <laughs> yeah well, I'd always seen all the all the mayhem stuff as just you know drama and legend and, and well because well, it legend, is but, like they used to go on slitting their wrists and stuff and, oh you know, yeah chucking your man pig's dead and dead blowing his head off with a shotgun but right and then Euronymous making a necklace out of the yeah yeah well, I'd always seen it as like they're probably shy, but I put on I put on Frozen no, Frozen Pain Fro- Rain Moon. I, I have it somewhere there. I can't remember what it's called. Well, like, yeah, I think it's called Frozen Moon. But I, I listened to it the other day while I was cooking dinner. Great place to I always find the best place to listen to yeah. uh, <laughs> black metal. Uh, <laughs> but I, I I was like parts of it were pretty good. Yeah, but no, no, parts of it were actually really good. But like, it's remember um, I remember I have um, Dark Throne's second album, which I fucking can't remember. With oh, Transylvanian Hunger. Uh, it might be their third album, but I have the with Fenris, who's the drummer, talking about making it, and he goes, "Yeah, we." He's like, "We didn't want it to have any." Good... Were you about to do his accent? Yeah, there? it was, and I was <laughs> like, "Don't, don't, don't!" But uh, I was like, "Don't do that." But he was like, "Yeah, yeah, we didn't want the uh, Fenris, Fenris, Fenris." All right, but yeah. he was like, uh, "We don't want the audio quality to be good." Because that was the main thing. <laughs> so you listen to it and it just sounds like it was made with a potato. Like it's so <laughs> shit. And he goes, we had this floor drum. So it's the drum that hit a floor. And like when you're listening to the album occasionally, you just hear this awful just like clang against the floor. And he goes, he goes, see there? That was the floor drum. <laughs> and you're just like, you're just like That's, why? Do you reckon like... I, I'm not sure. Like, like I think if, if things are badly recorded out of necessity, sorry, out of... Uh, purpose well yeah. out of purpose yeah, yeah sorry purposely badly recorded <laughs> that's harder to do than just recording something badly oh of course it is it's like we're going to make the most harsh noise you as possible that's, the it comes point. from a bit of self-consciousness as well that's just buried buried very deep it's like I don't want no, people to I actually think, hear what I'm doing I don't think here. it was but like they're very like Fenris is very open he's like we just copied Bert, uh, we copied um, Bathory he goes all our songs are Bathory songs which but there's are really stylish ways of doing that as well like, oh, yeah. all, like you always hear Josh Arm saying uh that they you know like or like the sorry the producer who worked on songs that were deaf said something about they used the shittest amps they could find the shittest mics they could find yeah to get, to that, get that fucking, fucking but sure it's like down. even like Steve Albini has some fucking crazy ways that he produced stuff I, th- I know like um, Where's My Mind on the Pixie song you know the kind of the ghostly <laughs> ooh, ooh. he just grabbed the girl and put her in this, the, the toilet of the uh, rec- uh, recording studio it's a shitty like single toilet he's in it? prison now <laughs> Steve Albini's not in prison now no, is he no, oh <laughs> <laughs> Grabs him yeah, off yeah, the street and just. But that's the, that's the, they brought it with a single handheld mic and just brought it into the toilet just to get that kind of echoey noise. I should have kept on with uh, Steve yeah, Albini being yeah, in prison there. I was like, what the hell would he do? He's such a nice guy. Yeah, yeah everyone who listens to this is just like, it's like Steve Albini in prison. I really like Shellac. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like what, like I, I think that um, <clears throat> if if they're to you know. Because that that is the painful thing about listening to to black metal sometimes is that it is so it is so lo-fi and ridiculous and yeah. like it's you know it is ri- like ri- like the proper black metal is ridiculous yeah like it, it's it's such a stupid concept yeah. for music it's just like <laughs> just moving in forts and fucking and 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 tri-tones and, 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 and just, picking, and just a, picking, yeah 
just fucking blast beats the whole time. And the vocals are fucking hilarious as well. Well, you can get like... <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I'm a any any black metal bands <laughs> want to hire me. There you go. Get set you up on Fiverr just so you can be recorded. Recor- I did recorded Fiverr for a while. But man. I try to do it for uh, graphic design. Sad what, times. What did you What did you put? Yeah, during uh, lockdown, I was like, because nobody was making music, and I was just like, I this is my bread and butter. Well, I'll so tell I kinda, you what, right? Yeah. My voice is out there on some country, <laughs> some, some American country. No, message, it's not. So. Is it actually? Yeah, some dude was paying me to to sing on his album that he never released, but he oh, just, wanted, just just and he was a lovely guy. He was like an old an old. Uh, I I think he was from Minnesota or something like that. Oh, right, okay. But he has he was in his like seventies or something. He's really really nice guy and just had like hundreds of songs he'd written over the years, and he just wanted uh, he just wanted someone to sing them, and I was like. Like I just like I just I was just bored at the time. It was during the pandemic, and I'd uh, nothing to do, and uh, just for a few extra quid, I was like, "Sure, I'll make sure that anything I do isn't getting released." Anyway. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. Can, yeah you, can, you. you can ask people, "Is this going to be released?" And if and if it's just for their own thing, I was like, "I might as well do this for a few quid." And um, yeah, so he 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 had hundred songs, and he'd send them on to me, and uh, he'd be like, "Oh, yeah, I'd like you to sing on this one." I was like, okay. And the first time I was like, because he was such a nice guy, I was like, I'm going to do a fucking great job. This, right? <laughs> so I'm going to sell this yeah, shit. Yeah, I put it all into it, right? And I, I put a bit of my own voice into it in, in a sort of like, I didn't, like I didn't change, I didn't try and emulate the style of the music or anything like yeah. that. I just, I sang like myself. And I did a re- I thought I'd done a really, really great job with it. And I was like, he's going to be chuffed. He's going to be like, that young man is amazing. <laughs> I sent it to him. He came back to me being like, yeah, so, um, that was interesting. And <laughs> That's always the Dude, worst like, words you want getting, to hear when you're you get getting the like trip 10 back. euro for this, right? Getting 10 euro for this. And I swear I'd, I'd probably put an hour's work into that. Like, and that's, that's a lot. That's a lot yeah, of singing, yeah, yeah. you know? But anyway, he was Jesus, like, he was like, yeah. Singing, and, yeah. And what he, what he was, what he said was, he's like, yeah, it's kind of like, I, you've got an interesting voice, you know? And I, I like the accent, but I, I'd worry it's sort of, you know, veering out of the, the context of country. And that mm. he was basically saying, please, could you put, sing an American accent? accent? <laughs> <laughs> so I did. <laughs> I really want to hear it now. <laughs> what was the song called? Uh, it was something about a train and, and, and him reading the newspaper. And there was like, there's a make the train go back, make the train go back. And I changed the melody at one point And he was like, don't do, don't that. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't you dare. And I was like, song. You know, the customer is always right. But like, uh, because like, I was like, I made the melody more interesting. And he was, no. no. No, I didn't say that to him. Yeah, I know. But he was a lovely man. Well, like, and, yeah. and I made 15 quid. Oh, you made 15 quid. Nice. <laughs> it was, but like, it was funny. Like, I, I was trying to get stuff on it and um, for graphic design. And I was just like, talk, my friend Alexis set me up with it. He's like, he's like, get on Fiverr. He goes, and I was like, I'll do an album cover for like 100 quid. And I was like, that's, you know, that's reasonable. Like me yeah. being the dumbass that I was, I was just like, because didn't even check what other people were charging and people were charging they had oh, a return nothing. return rate of the album in 12 hours the design in 12 hours for a fiver and I was looking at them and me like looking at it, I was just like all these images are shutterstock they're or, the or, fonts, or digital just complete they're all, digital they're, rendering none so, yeah. of them are like and I was like, I was like I'll do hand drawings I'll do paintings I'll do whatever you yeah. want I was like, I'm never going to compete, so I reduced it to fifty, and oh, still didn't. Fiverr get, is, is no place for an yeah, artist. Yeah, no, it's not. It's, <laughs> it is it's no terrible, place for an didn't artist. Didn't get yeah. anything on it. Oh, I found it a completely humiliating and demeaning experience. <laughs> it's not. And fun. I can't believe I've just, I've just immortalized that experience. Uh, we can cut it out. It's <laughs> no, leave it. Leave it in. Leave. Keep the shame. Keep the shame. 
Um, we should probably talk about what you've been working on, by the way. Why? Yeah, well, okay, we can keep going about other stuff. Um, oh, I did want to. I did want to just bring up one thing that you mentioned about uh, that the gig in Slane. Yeah, actually, I have a good. I have a good Slane story. Oh, we'll swap, we'll swap. Let's yeah, yeah. Slane stories. <laughs> um, well, like. You know, the way, like, like first of all, I'll, I'll preface with saying, you know, the way, like, have you been to Slane a few times? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, way, the whole process of that day is so it's long. It's, it's, it's draining. Long. Yeah. It takes, no matter where you are, it takes ages to get to Slane, you know? Um, like, I'm from Balbriggan, and even even when I lived at home, getting there was a fucking nightmare because I went to Oasis there when I was like 15 or 16. Oh, fuck. I would love to have seen that. And uh, I didn't get home till six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I didn't get home till three. And if you know where I live, it's just along the N11. So yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like three o'clock to get home from Slane that ends at what? Well, like I, I, this, I thought with Metallica, it was, it was pretty good this year. Like, well, that year. Eminem was, was, years was that three trainer. years ago? It was yeah, three, three years, years ago. ago. yeah. No, it was more. It's four. No, it was 2019. Was it? Okay. It was 2019. Three okay. years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, But so that, yeah, I, I, I think the amazing thing about seeing Metallica live is that you know, by the time like Ghost had finished and it would rain and it stopped raining, yeah, it rain yeah. and it stopped raining. And, you know, there's like the tension start build, starts building and everyone starts going, holy fuck, Metallica are here to play. Holy shit. Yeah. And then they come on and they're the fucking best yeah, live album in the world. Unbelievable band. They're absolutely, they make everything worth it. Yeah. Like, so fucking good. Um, but that day, uh, Phil, my drummer, um, well, he's his own drummer, but, uh, he uh, he was the drunkest man in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'll show he was you a that point of drunk... that might compete with that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, he was at that stage where he was stopping and chatting to all the security guards. Be like, been on there long lads, yeah, fucking long hell day, isn't it? Yeah, 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 cool. And you get paid well for this, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do a bit of do a bit of fucking, you know, uh, Logan work well, myself. He wasn't and... talking to. Meta- no, he's talking to like like oh, just security just people and okay, fucking like, crew members. <laughs> like, not crew, like not even crew, just stewards just, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and then he fucking um, he oh actually on the way there, uh, we got lost. Um, uh, Evan was driving us, and we got lost uh, in somewhere in, in Meath, and uh, we didn't know where we were, and we all needed a piss because we were drinking cans in the car. Um, except for Evan, obviously. Um. He was driving and he doesn't drink. Yeah. Um, and uh, we stopped to take a wee and we got out. And it was an amazing moment because we were in this like dense forest and there was just one clearing in the trees and we got out. And I just hear Phil going, Fucking hell, lads, look at that. <laughs> and we looked up, a new range was there. Oh, no way. Yeah, we stopped, like, <laughs> like we, it was the only point in that whole road that he was able to see it from. And we had a piss there in a can and looked oh, at nice. new range. New range is lovely as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, well, anyway, when, when Metallica came on, they played, they opened with Hardwired and then they played Ride the Lightning and Phil jumped into the pit. Um, And pits don't work in Slane because no. it's a hill. Yeah, they just go straight down. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. And, and it was mucky as shit. Yeah. And Phil fucking tw- uh, sprained his ankle. Oh, fuck. And we had to carry him the for the rest beginning. of the day. The very beginning. We had to, oh. No, he didn't care. We had to carry him for the rest of the day. And we, uh, after the gig, we had to carry him, you know, the whole two miles back to the car. Oh, and Jesus. Just, yeah, I forgot about the car. carrying him. And just, just as we're about to get the car, he just goes, lads, imagine I was only buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't though. Uh, at least, uh, at least he, he hasn't told us. It was, but, a, uh, it was a very strange experience. But like, I remember, like, I I got very drunk for it, and it was just newly single. And um, what you call it, Stiffle Fingers were playing. And my dad raised me on Stiffle Fingers and Undertones. Like he was, he's from the north, so like all we heard in the car was Stiffle Fingers, Undertones, and Tom Petty and all this kind of stuff. But when they came, I was 
chatting with this girl for ages and I was like nudie, you know like well uh nudie single chatting with the girl I was like this is going really well got very excited and then it was just me and her I was like this is amazing this is so nice and then Stiffle Fingers come on and I start losing my I was like we gotta go watch Stiffle Fingers and she goes I don't know who they are and I was like oh they're brilliant they're fantastic you, you know, got there early best band of the- I, was, I was there for the whole day Jesus. <laughs> I saw Fine Club, Club and everything, and everything yeah. yeah excuse my little Unabomber thing on the, with, wall, uh, on the wall <laughs> yeah it's very Unabomber <laughs> I, I have uh, I currently have on my wall um, I'm trying yeah, to trying these? to de- trying to design a website. So this is the uh, making of an affinity diagram. So you get like so you got like so so what's in front of me here is there's there's a there's a there's a wardrobe that is covered in um, in very frightening post-it notes uh, <laughs> that are they're uh, color coded and uh, yeah I'm 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 looking for the, the closest exit to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, what you do is I in, I got five people to do to navigate Aer Lingus and British Airways um, recorded them using the website then you make notes of all that then you make notes of your notes and then put them all in front of you and then you have to group them into five groupings and it just makes it easier trying to figure out where to improve on the website and what to design all that kind of guy it's a painful process but it it helps make when you have so much you know uh fucking research on it makes it just categorize it just that little bit easier That's but it does yeah. look like a unibomber thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's whatever you're talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well um but uh no so we were watching stiffle fingers and uh what was oh the fan club were brilliant like yeah, for, yeah. for a small band to come on uh to a stage like that is and just nail it is pretty fucking you know that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, they're 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 great. Like, like I, I went to school with their with their drummer Dara. Oh no way! Yeah, and Dara Dara was a he was a bassist at the start because I remember being at the Battle of the Bands and our school had a Battle of the Bands every year. Hmm. Um, and I remember when I was in first year going to it and he was playing in a band called Filth Wizard. I love that name. Yeah, they were class as well. What was, it was it like a doom band or something? Or no, they were they were like you know they they were they were in probably third year or fourth oh, year at the time know. and they were like. Uh, they were playing because I remember they played Fuel by Metallica. Oh, I love Fuel. Fuel's a great Fuel's, song. Fuel's a bop. Yeah. <laughs> um, and their singer is a guy, guy from Scary's called Paddy McNally. I think he's, uh, I think he's running a, running a night out in Scary's at the moment. I've been told, but uh, I thought he was so cool um, because he he was able to sing and play that bit in Fuel, and uh, I never spoke to the guy. Like I ran into <laughs> him in a bar in Scary's a few years ago. And I was like, yeah, you come yeah. here to be like, I was just there. I was I even in the man. And he bought me a shot. Oh, nice of him. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. lovely. Did you just say nice of Nice of him, yeah. But, oh, nice of him. Yeah. I thought you, you got I did, mixed up by I, saying nice one. And I, I was nice I was actually like about to say, I was meant to say nice of him. And for whatever reason, I did just say nice of him. <laughs> nice of him. Uh, yeah, nice <laughs> but yes, yeah, so they, they were, they were like, they, they did that. And then, uh, I think Dara played in another Dara was the bass player in, Fil- in Filth Wizard and then he went on and played in another band I can't remember what they're called though he was huge into Foo Fighters um, but yeah and like loads of people went to that school like like myself and Fergus who I still play uh, went there but we were with like Green uh, from oh, Fontaine's yeah, yeah, yeah. we went to school with him and um, Fergus even like played in a band with Green for years and Green was the drummer um, Green was the drummer? Yeah, yeah Green was the drummer in a band called uh, Gunrunner and uh uh, I I played in a uh, uh, I did one rehearsal at one point myself and Green wanted to try and start a band at one point and I remember he was playing drums he was a great drummer really really great drummer I can't see him behind a drum kit weirdly well, he was a, he yeah. was a drummer and then he was a singer in in a band called Thumbprint and they were emo metal band okay and, but he was playing guitar and, and singing oh right okay yeah because I remember a friend of mine 
said that I think the way that he became a um, did he do just songwriting wasn't then he was kind of just thrust into doing the vocals for yeah, yeah yeah pretty much he was he was he was kind of he was playing with a, a few people because I remember well he was like people in BIM do they you know they all help each other out with their projects and I remember he was helping Dan out with uh, you know Dan don't you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he was helping Dan out with uh, I remember going in one day because they were singing um Crying oh, I said, yeah, I have no idea who which Dan you're talking oh, about. Oh, Dan, Dan Smith, like that, my Dan. Oh, yeah, yeah, I bet yeah. Dan, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're doing Crying Light. So, but like, I remember he was, who else was a man's he was playing? Anyway, look, enough about Green. He gets enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets enough of it. I think he's doing good. okay for himself. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, with the with the stiffle fingers. Anyway, they start playing. All Sorry, have we still? Yeah, not still, I still no, we haven't. It's it's. But it's very quickly they start playing uh, Turn of the Volster, and I started crying. And your one went, "Oh, what what's the matter?" And I was just like, "Oh, I just I just really wish my dad was here." And she goes, "Oh, when did he pass?" I was like, "Oh, he's not dead. I just really <laughs> wish he was here." And she slapped me and just walked away. What? <laughs> yeah. And were you saying a joke? No, because that's the thing. No, I was ba- like, I was bawling my eyes out. Like that's how drunk I was. Aww. I was just like, I was like, I just really wish he was here. And she's just like, when did, oh, when did he pass? I was like, oh, he's I was just like, oh, he's. Not. But straight away, I was like, oh, he's not like like you idiot. I was like, he's not dead. And she's just like, she, I was like, I just wish he was here. Just like, <laughs> I was there with my bro. I, like my brother came with me as well, and it was such an amazing moment to have with your brother. Yeah, I'd um, say what, and yeah. I kind of afterwards, I was like, shit, I should have brought me dad for that. My dad doesn't like Metallica, but. I, my dad uh, it would have been like impossible him. to not like that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. day you know do you know it's funny like uh, when myself and my friend were standing on the hill um, there was a guy crying in front of us and, like, and he was like he must have been 50 or 55 or whatever in between that age crap. but he's bawling his eyes out and I went to Alexis like, being, I was like someone's had a few too many he goes no he's actually crying because he never thought he'd ever see Metallica and we were like that's very touching that it, they would make mm-hmm. a man cry but I was like don't Metallica play here like every three or four years? They haven't played yeah. in a good while. Oh, have they not? No, they had like oh. before before that it was so that was twenty nineteen. Before that, I think it was twenty eleven was the last. Oh, one really? Played. Well, they were one oh, of wait, the... no, maybe even twenty ten because I saw them in two thousand and my first ever gig was two thousand six in the RDS. And what, what was it? It was Download. Download in the RDS. In the RDS. I used to go to Download two thousand six. Such yeah. a fun festival. It was Metallica, Avenged Sevenfold, Alice in Chains. Ooh, very good lineup uh, on the main stage, and I, I went oh. to see. It. And the crazy thing was, I saw them three three years later in Marty Park. Oh, I remember the Marty Park gig, yeah. and it was Metallica, Event Sevenfold, <laughs> Alice in Chains again. It was so strange, um, but yeah. And I think they played the year. Did they play the year after that? And that might have been the last time they played, or even the one. It was possible that the one in two thousand nine was the last time they played. No, yeah. Marty Park was definitely the last time they played because yeah. I was still in secondary school. It was when ten they years played since. It. Yeah. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Very good band though. We, oh, should, yeah. we need to talk about your stuff. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want no. to talk about it? Well, I don't, know. I don't care. I don't care. What, what, what did you want to ask me? I just want to ask how's it like, is it like, what, um, how the album? It, yeah, the album. Yes, the album. Okay. I'll, I'll give you the long and short of it. Cool. Uh, uh, the last two years since, so I, I, I was playing in Sync. Uh, yep. When Sync broke up, we broke up uh, at the start of the pandemic. Things weren't going well within the band. Uh, we were. Uh, my, myself my, yeah I'll, look I'll be honest about it myself and Evan were having a hard time getting getting along and it was destroying our friendship and it was kind of destroying all the friendships within the band mm. um, because we were just too we we had too, we had too much of a different approach to each yeah, other yeah just going it, different directions yeah, so, yeah yeah and we both wanted to um, I wanted to do one thing he wanted to do the other and uh, it just became uncomfortable and 
the whole the whole thing became very uncomfortable and it was a shame because I, I do think that it was a great band and had a lot of potential and we made some pretty cool music uh but things didn't things didn't get done quick enough for me and um I, I, honestly I, I probably took the wrong attitude towards it and uh i tend to pressure people a lot um at the time uh because i was producing things at a very qu- quick rate just like writing and writing and writing and writing yeah. when we were still trying to get through right we need to get these songs done first you know yeah, yeah. um so that you know a friend That's of mine made me realize that yeah. look this is really unhealthy this whole thing so and it wasn't any of our individual faults it was just it, it just it was the wrong atmosphere and the wrong um conditions and everyone had different stresses and different motivations um so at the time it was just wrong so friend of mine brought me to realize that i was i was a shell of myself like i was waking up you know just complete i was unbelievably frustrated i was mm. extremely frustrated um and the more <laughs> the more frustrated i get the more i write and the more i wrote the more frustrated i get um it's so, 22 yeah it was it was insane um so we did the right thing and we we, we all met up and we were like look let's let's not do yeah. this and it was it was really fucking really you know it's 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 really a breakup it's a breakup you you lose those you lose a lot like you know um you don't lose the friends but like myself and evan didn't didn't see each other for at least a year then after that you know because we needed i know that we we never said it to each other but we knew that it was well maybe we didn't know sorry Uh, yeah i I know what you're trying to say maybe i'm i can't speak for both of us but like I, i think it was that relationship that was the thing that you know had we managed to, to to keep our relationship um good it might have worked but captain fucking underpants captain hindsight um <laughs> anyway it's it, it's it is a breakup when that happens yeah, you know yeah. because like a band is a really complex relationship when it gets to a certain point and if you take it really seriously and if you take it too seriously especially yeah the, the relationships become very very complex and because it's like being it's like being going out with four fucking people people yeah um and you know everyone like everyone has to play a role is what we learned and we look like is what i learned anyway and what i've learned so much from the expansion of that band and um i've carried that on since and um we work the way we work now so i'm i'm, I'm the current outfit is myself and phil who was in sync he's a drummer and Fergus, who I've been playing with since I was 11 years old. Yeah, I met Fergus quite a few times. Yeah, yeah he's awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's like a supreme musician. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we, we, we've we we've definitely learned from, from the whole thing. And, and we understand how to communicate with each other and how to avoid frustration. Mm. And not to take everything so fucking seriously. Yeah. Um, because, uh, yeah, I, I, I think there's... You're, you're leading yourself up for frustration and disaster if you take everything too seriously. And you need to be able to remember that why you started playing music in the first place, why you started writing music in the first place, and why it makes you happy. And mm. if it doesn't, and if you realize that it doesn't make you happy, you need to do something else. Or you need to change what you're doing. Like some people, some people like playing in bars and, you know, or playing weddings and stuff yeah, because yeah. that's what makes them happy about music. And they they have, like, that's, that's that's yeah, their that's their thought that. of yeah, it, you yeah. know. Some people write, and like I, th- I've always thought that people you can't really you can't really take music out of someone, and it's almost like a sickness. Is that they can 
start playing music and they could be destitute and lonely for their whole lives mm. and not make any money. Nick Drake. And it yeah, and it's yeah. and it's music's fault. <laughs> like it's totally music's yeah. fault. Yeah. It's an addiction. It's like gambling or fucking uh or drugs or something like that, you know. It had it takes a toll on people and you know it, and it's it, it it's embarrassing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it is one of those things that like you just want to create and get on with stuff and it's like the more you try and fucking try and force it, it just just it tears everything apart like you just can't think straight. I, at I think all. yeah, I, I was I was thinking about something on the way over here um uh, cuz I had a lot of time to think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um I appreciate you taking the journey. Yeah, all all I was thinking the whole time is why. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I was thinking that um because I I I noticed recently that um, I had, had a really nice revelation, actually. So I, I, I had a very close friend pass away at the start of the year. Yeah, sorry um, about that. Thanks, man. And do you know what I realized as well? Remember the night I saw you in the fourth corner? Yeah. I was with him. Really? And that was the last time I saw him. Wow. Yeah. That was December, was it? That was December, December yeah. yeah. He died on the 12th of January. Yeah, because I remember it happened because I... I um, you posted about it and then I was like don't ask James for a, a bit to come on the podcast <laughs> give him some give him some space I think no I think you had written to me just beforehand well because you said that night you was were like, it you, we, we were that night I was having a pint with yeah him. and I yeah, said I'd yeah, yeah, come yeah. on and I was the second that I saw I was like don't ask him for a while just give him some space yeah Um. well when he passed uh, obviously it was it was it was a shock it was a complete shock it happened out of nowhere he had a very short illness that no one knew about it, it, even he didn't know about Jesus. and um, he passed away suddenly and um, uh, you probably you might have even met him before that because he lived with me in the house that you were I recognised him from the photo yeah. that you posted and I was like I was like do have I met him before I probably you have might have, because probably he met was, him at a sink gig or something yeah, yeah. or, or he, he might have even been there that night because he he, he lived with me in in, uh, in Bibbs room oh right okay yeah. um, but uh yeah, so what happened after after he he passed was quite comforting as a, as a musician as an, uh, because I'd been planning to go away and record it, uh, to record a single hmm. and um, the single became an album. <laughs> so as it does, as it does, yeah, <laughs> it went down and I was like, okay, well, I've I've got these three new songs, one of which I recorded the night he died. Jesus. I so I and it, were you it, aware at the time that that no. was the night? No. So what happened was, I was sitting playing my guitar, um, with my partner and uh, just 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 on the sofa, and she was going up to bed, and I was just playing this little thing, and um, I was like, you know, I saw my phone. I was like, is this nice enough to record? I think it is. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I just took my phone out and just yeah. did a little hit, hit record, and just played through two minutes of this these these two ideas I had and then uh, I stood up to go to bed and put the guitar down and I saw my laptop sitting on the other uh, on the other on the other on the other on the other seat and I was like well I'll just open up Logic for a minute <laughs> <laughs> so I opened up Logic I threw the voice note of of me of that guitar into Logic and I was like okay reverb automates re- more reverb here loads of reverb here <laughs> <Just> <laughs> and, uh, can't get enough yeah, can't get enough it's like reverb. that more cowbell sketch <laughs> and I was listening to it and I was like I've never written a, a, a guitar piece like this before it just had it had a um a, a, a simplicity and you know a kind of bashfulness that I of, of, that I wouldn't usually play naturally mm. and um 
I was like, yeah, fucking put some strings over that now. <laughs> <laughs> whole orchestra, yeah, let's put a whole orchestra over it. <laughs> anyway, I sat, up till, orchestra I, I, I sat up till um, <laughs> half three in the morning. Fuck. Um, making this piece. Oh, when you're in the flow, though, you kind of just have to. Yeah, you had to. You I had have to. to keep it um, going, yeah. And I, I, I made this, this song and I was listening to it. And afterwards, I, I just listened back to it and... I was kind of like I've never written anything like that, you know. It's it, it it doesn't flow the way anything, and like the lines, the melodic lines on the on, on the strings in it were just coming into my head so naturally. They were just like I was like, da, 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 da. it's like okay, I'll put that in now, and then it, the whole thing was just felt so organic. Yeah, so much so that I woke my girlfriend up, <laughs> and I was like, listen to this, and she's like, oh, just go away. Seriously, and I was like, yeah. no, listen to this, and she, she was like. Yeah, that's actually really nice. Fuck off, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> I got to sleep at four a.m. and uh, I woke up the next morning with a phone yeah, call from uh, a good friend of mine who was the partner of uh, my friend that he passed, and oh. he um, the whole time I've been doing that was the time was, that yeah. he was Jesus. doing that. So that became quite cathartic for me. That that piece, I would um, and that's the piece that closes the album. Oh, lovely! And it's I haven't changed it one Change. bit. It's still from the voice as note that I recorded possible, yeah. as completely raw. Fuck! Yeah, well, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, so what 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 was a, a single initially that I was going to record became four songs, and then when I went to the studio, that became because I usually record everything at home. But uh, at the time, I had a manager, and um, we've since parted ways, um, and uh, she had booked us into the studio, so we went down and recorded. Um, and you know like her intention was to record a single we came out of an album <laughs> she wasn't cool with that which is completely fair yeah because is it the money thing is it just or well look I don't think I can really discuss okay. that oh sorry apologies yeah um, but uh, <laughs> apologies sorry far too nosy on my part sorry um, but uh, yeah so went in, went into the studio and, and um, put down the four songs and then another two songs it was two two stints in the studio in two weekends two weeks apart from each other the two weeks apart wrote another two songs Jesus um, and came down was then six songs in the studio on the last day we wrote another two songs <laughs> and it became eight songs so we're like okay this I'm sure album. the producers going like Jesus Christ let's take well, a we were break. producing it so oh, yes, no, oh, so there's okay, no yeah. there's no uh, <laughs> that's amazing though. but big shout out to, uh, to, to, to Rob in uh, uh, Wild Way recordings in County Clare Hit him up, he's class. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, so so it became eight songs, and they all fit together so perfectly. You know, like it's just it, it had to be like that. Yeah. And what my point was <laughs> was that it's a really comforting thing to know that when something like that happens, it's natural. Uh, it's a natural expression that comes out, mm. and like. I've been trying to put an album together for fucking ages now. I, I, I've had, I've written albums over the years. Sync, we had two albums. We didn't get them done for personal reasons. We, we yeah. couldn't get along, you know? And for years and years and years, I've been trying to put an album. I've put out EPs since I was 12 years old um, and singles and stuff with the band and, and, and my old solo career and the new solo career. And, but I've never, I've never gotten to the point where where, where where an album's an impossibility and it's not the album I set out to make but this album just happened yeah. you know and but that's even more beautiful in itself it's, it's, a, like it's this, really there was nice no intent that just it just or it came completely organically yeah like. and it's, he's all over it as well yeah, you know yeah. he's all over it he's, he's he's in every 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 little corner of it mm. you know and um 
it's nice when 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 you know for certain that there's you know it's not a random thing like the 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 the, the creativity and the you know yeah. the expression it, it does come out and it does flow out with you at the right moments but i also realized that not all emotions motivate me to write some people are driven by anger mm. i wish i could write when i was angry you can't write at all no frustration whatsoever i i i i uh, Maybe when I was younger, like may- yeah, maybe angsty, maybe I don't know. Like anger isn't. I don't feel anger is a very compelling emotion. For, no, for me, for me, I, I don't. People don't really piss me off that much. You know, <laughs> it's funny. Like I can't. Like I'm not saying it's the same as writing a song, but if I'm trying to do any like graphic design work, if somebody comes up and it just pisses me off even a little bit, I'll sit there for twenty minutes and just go, just let it go, and then work. Then work. Yeah. So you can't, you, you're, can't, you can't be can't touch it. Yeah, no. I can't. I can't work on it now, and I'm not taking away from people, like people who write in their anger. That's a, a fucking great way yeah, to yeah. express anger, and um, anger is, anger is a it's it, it's an emotion that not everyone experiences that I've realized and I've never had big problems with it um but I've, I've definitely felt anger mm. in my life but I I, I find that anymore I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a lot more passive and I I, I forget I let I let <laughs> things go generally you yeah, know? it's like I can listen to angry shit all the time and still work creatively I can read angry shit and then work creatively but if I'm angry I can't do it at I all I think that's why like like I, I listen to metal and like really heavy metal more than anything mm. but it, it generally doesn't like it doesn't come out um dynamically in what I do it yeah. comes out theoretically in, in some in, in the way I write sometimes mm. um, or orchestrally in, in, in some things um, but it doesn't I, I and I think it's because the anger that's the that's the the ground rock, the ground the bedrock bedrock yeah, yeah. for for uh, some 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 now not all metal comes from a point of anger but like Mastodon don't write no angrily, no they really know? don't um but I think the the anger that's the bedrock of some of that music I don't feel flows through me yeah um so uh yeah I I think that I'm generally driven by uh love and fear um and frustration, frustration <laughs> actually yeah. less less so frustration uh no i not even frustration i think frustration is is a feeling that i've definitely felt for a long time as a 27 year old musician yeah. who you know uh has experienced nothing but total failure for the whole life i would wouldn't call it failure at all oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. well in your eyes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I i i yeah i find that fear motivates me a huge amount and not like i don't go oh i'm experiencing fear i'm gonna go and write <laughs> yay <Yeah. laughs> fear is just reading stephen king all night like just yeah. give me some fear, <laughs> give me some fear. <laughs> um i think just like the just dread and fear it's, it's something that um you know that you carry with you if you're a musician <laughs> yeah i know but, I, get, uh, I, I, get, I get yeah it. fear and love i think and and obviously lately it's been loss mm. um and that's it that's a really it was it was amazing to pick up the guitar like during that and you know or like when when we got back in rehearsed for the first time afterwards it was our first rehearsal was very very moody but like you're just we're, we're just i was just hearing sounds coming out of us that i'd never heard before you know because mm. he was a good friend of all of ours <laughs> Um, but so it's nice yeah it's nice to see that it, it works you know it yeah, works yeah, yeah. It, there's a reason that it's been there forever there's a reason that people have been doing it forever because it is expression you yeah. know it is and, it, and it, it is it is there for you you know 
yeah. and it's and you can immortalize a moment with it. And it's very cathartic to be able to channel into something productive as well at the end of it all. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So we've yeah, so we've been doing um, we've we've recorded the album. It became an album and myself and Fergus are mixing it at the moment. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, I thought we'd have it out by this stage, but uh, we had a few speed bumps. Um, which we uh, we are overcoming, um, but uh, I'm hoping to have it out before my birthday, which is in June. Oh, uh, it's that soon? Yeah, we're just going to put it out. We're just going to put it out. Just get it out yeah. there, yeah. No, no promotion. I think, you know, because of the tenderness of it, I think to, you know, promote it heavily and, and commercialize yeah, it or anything I, I like exactly that. exactly what you mean, yeah. It would, it would feel wrong. So we're just going to put it out. And if people like it, like, we've got an, another album written, so we're going to put it out and we're going to immediately Christ. go in and, wow. and record the next one. Um, so it'll be there it'll be there for and I, I think that's the other thing like I need to keep saying to myself um, while we're making this like because there's moments where we go well will we put that there and then like Fergus will turn and be like we can't do that and I'm like why not <laughs> <laughs> Why? Who, who says we can't do that like who fucking like do we, you mean arrangements or like, uh, anything, anything anytime anything. someone goes like 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 even like like saying like from a, as 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 from as like small as things like oh you can't put that much 16 k on this fucking on on, on, on this fiddle part and it's like yeah. why not you know like yeah, you can no do whatever rule, you want there's no hard minor things rules. like that and then also just like you, you can't why 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 would you put this huge voice note or something hello Beth what's up you doing something recording the podcast <laughs> <laughs> you want to say hi hi it's my brother Finian right, let me know how to be okay yeah okay video no, no. it's not video Hi man, I'm James. Is that is that seriously what it is? I'd like to see yeah, the video. Go on, go on. No, you guys are going to really funny. Okay. You know that Spider-Man thing you sent me. Yeah. So recently, I've been sending people for the birthday really shit. Pause that. Really shit cameos. So okay. like you get like a guy in a oh, Spider-Man yeah, 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 suit, yeah, yeah. but it yeah, only yeah. costs a fiver, and like they're so half arsed They're so <laughs> half arsed This one isn't half arsed Okay. This is Jake new with me. Well, like yeah. was he fifty quid? Is he? Yeah, but should meet me, Jay, and Carl and Mark. Yeah, that's the way to do it. All shipped in. It's your birthday. Yep. Oh, really? Anyway, from something from a very serious topic to Jay from the in Inbetweeners. What was, what was I talking about again? But Jamie Oliver. No, we weren't talking about Jamie <laughs> Oliver. Um, I we were talking. Oh, because you were saying. That oh, yeah. So from, yeah, yeah. So from as minor thing as something like that to like, uh, well, like arrangements. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or, yeah. Or, or 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 arrangements, or you know, like putting fucking seven layers of guitar on, which we're not doing on this. You know, we're, we've decided to keep this fairly raw. But like anything, like oh, I can't put you can't put a fucking recording of Phil yelling, "I'm a dirtbag Jesus" or something <laughs> like that. It's like why not? Like you can literally do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. And people and might so not much, like it. There's so, yeah, yeah. There's there's so much. There's so much. Um, there's so much. Uh, ignorance in 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 production and in 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 um in in um in music and at the production level there's so much there's so much uh you know snob i hate to use the word snobbery because i think it's a horrible word but um you know people just getting re- like oh they're like this you can still hear siblings and that yeah, like, no, fuck off like, yeah. get, like get a life like you know you can he fucking sang the thing didn't he <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, but he didn't fucking he didn't DS his part. I can hear I can still hear his I can still hear his he fucking use a pop I can hear his lips. <laughs> yeah, I I can hear his mustache. I remember what was it? Somebody was getting really annoyed that they could hear someone breathe in a hardcore song, like when they were taking a breath in. Where was it? 
It was the most stupid. It was in it was in it was in fibbers, and a guy was like, "I don't like that band because you sometimes can hear him inhale before he does the next line." And I was just like, "Is that really a reason to hate a band?" Like he's like, "I can't listen to them because of that." Now I'm gonna sing with only inhales. Just to, to take out the vocals. Just leave the inhale. Yeah, in. and I can't remember who was it. Like knock loose or something like that. I can't. It was one of those hardcore metal bands. But he's like, "I can't fucking listen to them because of it." I was like, "That is the most. That is the most bizarre critique of a of a." People, people are strained with I some really, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well, I think that, like, like you know, um, sound engineers a lot of time, like, a lot of time they got an amazing, an amazing ear mm. and they get what you're doing sometimes. But a lot of time they, they need everything to be perfect. Like, mics have to be set up perfectly. And like, I, I like I like just fucking around with different things, yeah, you know. Yeah. And like, Experimenting, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just like, well, that's not the perfect sound, but I'll fucking make it work. Mm. Like, um, and... Uh, I I, I, I I think that if you remove all of that, it does remove the personality and stuff. It's like leaving the inhales in makes a human. Leaving yeah. the fucking the, the the like I can hear his mustache in in that song <laughs> makes a human. You know. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like take like you know, sorry for nerdy talk, but like things like pops and clicks that are just sore, you take them out. You yeah. know, but leave in leave in the fucking creaky chair and shit. You know. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah. So so we're 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 we're, we're trying to um. This one's for us, you know, mm. like, like it's, it's not, it's not like, oh, we need to make a fucking yeah, break with this or yeah. we need, need to get a hit or Radio we need to, hit, need, to yeah. need to fucking, you know, you need visibility or some shit. This would like, this is, this is, this is, this is for us. Um, so if people like it, people like it, but I'm just really happy that we're doing it. Well, I can't fucking wait to listen to it now, to be honest. I yeah, really I'm can't. excited. Yeah. It'd so like, very exciting. we also haven't named the band yet. Oh, so, this is not your no, sort of stuff. No, no. Oh. So, well, I, well, I decided, we decided that we'd like to continue as a band. Okay. Um, and approach the label with that. As, That's great. That's great news. Yeah. Yeah. As, as like, we want to do this. It's, oh, if, 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 if you'd like to, you know, actually, you know what? I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> Maybe just like, yeah. You we'll know, like, that yeah, part, what, yeah. Just, just, but what, what time is that? Actually, uh, don't tell me how long. Okay. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyway, so yeah, no, I've deci- I decided that I'm, put- I'm just putting the the solo career uh, on ice for the moment. Um, did five singles. Was gonna do an album. Have another. Have an album written there for it actually uh, over there in the corner. Oh really? Wait, what? Oh for oh sorry, I thought he's like I have an album that's over in the corner. I was just like, what? There's like, what are you talking about? No, I don't, <laughs> I, yeah, no I, I, don't I don't know why I pointed over there. I don't know why I pointed over there. Um, uh, but uh, I, I, uh, yeah. Look, what we were doing felt like uh, a band and did for a long time I never really wanted to do a solo career but it, it was just on the cards at the time yeah. um, But and I'll dip into it again at some point I'm sure, sure. Um, this felt like a band so we've been like we've been playing as this three piece since the start of my solo career um, but now you know like the, the guys are, are, are you know um, taking part in the writing a lot more in the production and yeah. Ferg and I are um, 50-50 on the production now at the oh, moment wow, okay, and, and the mixing yeah. Um, which is great because it's you know it, like mixing and shit is very lonely. Yeah, it's I would I'd say because you're it's also having another set of ears on something as yeah. well. Like if somebody sends you something over and you've been listening to it for so long, okay, it's it's a set, like I have if I'm looking at design for ages and it's just myself looking at it for ages, you eventually start to think that it might not be great or it might be great, and just to have someone second Absolutely. opinion on it, that yeah, you're just yeah. like, oh no, it's it is it's it's going in the right direction. Yeah, and we we've like we've been playing with each other since we were 11 years like we met at a at a, a thing called song school which which was in Balbriggan in uh what year was that 2005 it would have been 11 or 12 um 
and uh, it was uh, like a one week summer camp thing that was run in, in a oh, uh, little music. There was a little music center shop thing in, in Bad Reagan at the time called Troy Horse and um, or Troy Horse. <laughs> no, tro- what? Can't do a Bad Reagan accent right now. Bad Reagan accent is uh, hungry as a fish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but uh, and Troy Horse ran a, a, a week long summer school thing called Song School and Ferg and I met at that and then we ended up going to secondary school together after that but it was a fucking amazing thing and it was life changing at the time and you know they put yeah, you yeah. you'd arrive and they'd put you into a band and you'd write, write a song st- yeah. and record a song Peter Baxter was the name of the guy who um who who, who ran the, the thing he really changed a lot of kids lives in, in, I would in, imagine in so yeah, yeah. Green Green did it Green did it and enough about Green but <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> title of this podcast yeah enough and about like, Green. I, I met my first band through it and uh, I met Fergus through it and Ferg and I still play together yeah that's um, amazing yeah now like we didn't there was there was years in between where we didn't play together he, he moved to America for a few years and um, and we went to different colleges and um, but uh, yeah and like it, it's a great partnership writing partnership and producing partnership with him because he studied music um i didn't um he like so he studied classical music and is that his background is it classical yeah, music classical, yeah. oh wow okay um so uh even on my solo career some uh, a lot of the uh, or orchestral arrangements mm. are written by fergus oh, um, okay. so you know he 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 used to compose for the trinity orchestra Fuck really? Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ! So remember, remember a few years ago they did um, a Forbidden Fruit. They did a, a set entirely of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I've music. never been to Forbidden Fruit. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, Trinity Orchestra did like a, a whole set of uh, orchestral arrangements of Chili Pepper songs, and that was him. That was his. He he composed all. Oh, that. I need to see. I think I have a, it has to be on YouTube or something. I'm just trying. Yeah, well, he's a scald. He, yeah, he's a scaldy fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make this let you think that he's he's in any oh, way. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's a fucking scaldy. Um so yeah, it's great to have him because um like I like I know I know my shit in music, but it's good to have it's good to be able to play something and turn to him and he's like, Is that you know, yeah, is, yeah. That, is that sound to do with that? And even if he says, uh like no, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> It's good for that, and and he's he's really good at the more technical side of production. Whereas I I produce everything by ear, which is why I'd say a lot of because like, I, I I always get good feedback and stuff that I mix. But I'd say there are a few people who go that's fucking stupid. You know <laughs> why? Why? Yeah, you can't pan that many things, man. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's good for 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 keeping me on the level in that and. Uh, and he's so good. He, he like he, he's able to produce the drums a lot. But he's he does a better job on the drums than I do. Um. So and it's great to just you know be able to go him to just spend a few hours, uh, in the fuck in hell doing the drums and then the drums are done. And I then, imagine drums are a pain in the hole to do as well. They're just they? so it, like like I like I really feel sorry for drummers. <laughs> like I do drummers and left-handed guitarists. Like I'm left-handed, but I play right-handed because I'm not. I'm the same. Yeah, I was playing. Guitar. I don't, I don't, yeah, because yeah. I don't want to cry myself to sleep at night. No, it's just fuck, it. Just it just doesn't feel right. It's just, I used to work. Yeah, I used to work it. in music maker, and when parents would come in and be like, oh, "Yeah, I want to get guitar for our son. He's about to start playing guitar, but he's left-handed." I'd be like. I'm left-handed. Trust me. Get him a right-handed <laughs> guitar because, like, one in eighty-five guitars in the world is left-handed. Yeah. And if he arrives at a party, you're like, "Oh, you play guitar." He can't play the guitar. <laughs> he can't, and he will not 
kiss a girl that night <laughs> or a boy. He can't play Wonderwall, and that he means that his exactly, whole chances yeah. are done. <laughs> so don't, like, just don't like like if you're a parent and your son has, is left-handed. I am left-handed, and I'm a very capable guitar player, right? On right-handed, and I don't think it would have made any fucking difference yeah. had I started left-handed. I think there's probably maybe like a one week period where it feels a bit awkward. But that's it. You're gonna, and you're going to be doing it for the whole of your life, yeah. you know. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Drummers. Drummers. Yeah, I feel sorry for drummers <laughs> because it's so much more difficult to be a drummer than it is to be a guitar player. Because mm. if I, you know, get the goo and I'm like, all right, I need to, I need to play the guitar now, or I have this idea or something, I can sit down and play no yeah. matter what time it is. If you're a drummer. You can only play your drums, one, if you're in the same place that they are in, yeah. which might be in a fucking shed somewhere or whatever, <laughs> if it's the right time of day and if you've got the fucking right, like, it's it's so, so difficult. And I find, like, it's it's the deep frustration that exists within drummers, like people from Galway and the rain. <laughs> <laughs> There's that sort of sadness when you talk to someone about Galway and you're like, oh, I love Galway. It's just the They're rain. They're like, oh, it's the rain. <laughs> But, but that's that's I think there's that imbe- in embedded sadness but, but within drummers. It's like, like it's it, you can have your neighbors can resent you is the other thing as well. Like I remember across oh, yeah. the road, uh, they got a drum kit, and my mom was like, "Debbie, why the fuck did you get Robert a drum kit?" And she's like, "He's he loves the drums. He played it for a week, but everybody in the house is like, you can hear it all over the house." And the next door neighbors were like, "It's too fucking loud. Yeah, it's too like it's too like it just will go through all the walls. Uh, it's, so it, like, puts it's, you off it's, playing it's, it almost." Do you remember the first time you heard a drum kit? Yes, for the first time if, in in the same room as one. Yeah, crazy. Catastrophically yeah. loud. Like I, me- like I remember being like, "That is the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life." Uh, the first thing unfortunately, I heard was a kick drum. it's not like that now. No. <laughs> oh no! I sure. I um. What was it? I got told recently that I'm losing my hearing, which was really annoying. And she's like, uh, "She's like, uh, do you listen to headphones loud at all?" I was like, "No, no, not really." And then she was like, uh, "Do you go to a lot of concerts?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she goes, "She goes, what type of music is it?" And I was like, "Metal." And she goes, "That would do it." That would do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to take out your have ears. To have, the, have to have the things now when I go. They're so annoying, but I'd oh, rather I not know, be deaf when I'm 50. So I know, yeah. <laughs> I get in awful trouble with the lads if I don't wear ear protection and I always forget to bring it with me. Um, but yeah, and so there's that part of it. And then like when you go to record, you need 600,000 mics. Oh, which shit. Which are yeah, not yeah. cheap. Do you ever see the Dream Theater recording with their drums? Oh, God. <laughs> it's it's just stupid. Like, Mike Portnoy. Mike Portnoy, yeah. yeah. Um, I was watching a video of them the other day and it's that song... Um, uh, is it called Take Me As I Am? I wouldn't know their like, songs that to be Take me as I am with those who Like there's just one live version where instead of Take Me As I Am he just goes Eat my ass and balls! <laughs> and uh, like what's the what's the guitar player's name? Dave Lombardo? No that's the drummer. No Dave Lombardo that's the drummer is a fucking Slayer. Slayer yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he also did Dream Theater for a bit. Dave, Dave, Dave Lombardo is a very, very skilled drummer. Like he's done a good yeah. few crazy oh, well, he, shit. He played, he, 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 I think he's in the band with Metallica. He played Battery with Metallica. Did he? Gig. Oh, I'd it love was to at see the that. same gig that Joey Jordison played, I think. Where oh, Lars was sick. Well, yeah, yeah. But he played Battery. The one time where and it sounds. It's the first time I've ever heard battery in, in time. <laughs> like, it sounds incredible. <laughs> Poor Lars gets such a hard time from fans. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, all right. Sorry. That's there. No, Let's I, I know. Lars. I know. Yeah. Like, he's the backbone of that band. He is. Yeah. No, but like, it's as an arranger, Lars is incredible. Mm. Like, he's. He. And he does. Of the lot of them, he does the most work in the studio. Oh, yeah. As well. For he, sure. Every video you see of them in the studio, Lars is there. You know, and he. I've noticed it with drummers, though, when you, when you work with a drummer, they, they're amazing for dictating a guitar piece without knowing how to play guitar mm. they'll be like no yeah do that but like move it 
can you move it up one or something like that? I'm like, yeah, that'd be stupid though. Oh, just try it. Okay, yeah, that's exactly what we needed to do there, you know. How do you know to yeah, do that? Know, yeah. They're great at that. And Lars, like I see, like his, Phil has that. He can, he can, now Phil is actually quite a good guitar player now, but he, he doesn't understand guitar. Mm. Like I, I, I'm, I'm quite a decent piano player, but I don't fucking understand how it works at really? all. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I was such a very talented uh, piano player. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, but I don't understand it because okay. I taught myself, so I, I, I can play the way I play. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, if, yeah, if someone, if someone said, "Get up and play fucking keys on this Doors song," I wouldn't have a fucking clue. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, Lars. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's an amazing arranger, and that, that's the thing. If Metallica had a gr- good drummer, they wouldn't sound like Metallica. No, they because wouldn't. I think the because like if if you listen to Meshuggah or you listen to Mastodon, or Mastodon actually, because um fucking Bron Daler is such a, an elaborate drummer, the drums are center center stage most of the time because yeah. he puts a fill at the end of every phrase, you know, and it's insanely it takes up a lot of space. In yeah, minutes, yeah, you know, and I think that what like I I did enjoy a lot of parts of that latest Mastodon record. But I didn't like that album. I thought it was overproduced. Yeah, I, there was something a very kind of, uh, I've always said this, is like, I don't like my metal too clean. I was like, I kind of mm. like a rustic kind of uh, grit to it almost. Yeah, and, yeah. and even if it's that kind of poppy stuff, like it's like, uh, like metalcore or something like that, like something just a little more, you know, like, uh, like not as harsh as thrash and stuff like that. I still like it a bit. But with the metal, with that, you need uh, to be able to hear the riffs. Yeah, like there like, are riffs in the album, but you can't hear. Because I don't know what sounds of time or some it. shit like that. It was called by Sands of Time. I don't know. Sands of Time. Sands of Prince of Persia. Oh right. Oh, Sands of Time. But there's also a song called Sands of Time by an I by a, 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 a fucking rock band from Dublin called Ophelia's Wrath. That's you a heard great of them? name for a band. Ophelia's I've never Wrath. heard of them. They're these like okay. I have to check that. Legends, out right? These absolute legends. They're you know like. Blues Dads. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fergus actually got me one of their t-shirts for <laughs> my birthday. But they're like, they're gas. They're, okay, they're gas. Do you, know, do you know your man, uh, Dave Riley? You're not on Guitarist Ireland, are you? No. Well, it's this guy who goes on Guitarist Ireland. His name's Dave Riley. I can't and play anything. I don't know if you're aware of There's that. There's a fucking guitar in the corner there. It's a there. bass guitar. And it can only do... Sorry, that's an instrument. It can only, can only do Blink-182 songs on it. Dude, there's some... Blink have some good bass lines. <laughs> I haven't played in years. And then I have that... I bought that synth behind you as well ages ago. It's an Arturia. It's a Mini Brute. Yeah, Arturia, yeah. I sold one of them to you too. Did you actually? Yeah. They're class. Yeah. They're great. But um, I played it for ages and I, I used... When I was working in the shop. Like, yeah, yes, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Not just off the back no. of the van. <laughs> Bono was there was a period where I was really really into noise like prurient and all this kind of stuff and I was playing just trying to make the noisiest shit possible and then just kind of like growling into a microphone and then really doing these two minute tracks and I remember showing it to Niall Donnelly actually and I was like he's like it is really good Barry he goes but who is this for Niall <laughs> he's like, from Monkey from, from Monkey yeah, yeah. yeah. he's yeah. like it's so harsh and angry and he goes you're not an angry person where is this coming from I was like I don't know to be honest I know, I know a guy I know a guy who is like the chirpiest dude in the world and he showed me his music before I'm not going to say who it is because yeah. in case he's listening but I don't know if he's listening he'll know yeah. but he showed me his music he's really like upbeat dude you know yeah hey man what's the story dude sorry <laughs> By the way, if if if, if, like if Tubes is listening, it's not you, man. I know I didn't impress <laughs> you, but it's not. It's actually not you. Um, but he showed me his music. It was the most unbelievably depressing thing I've ever heard in my life. It was. I was like, yeah, I can't, yeah, listen. To it. And he's like, fucking kill me. Oh Jesus! <laughs> well, he didn't say yeah, that, okay, but like, yeah. it was like really, really sad, and it was kind of awkward for me because I was like, where is this coming from? I was yeah. like, 
do you want to do that to tell me like <laughs> sir fucking are you okay um but yeah oh, was I talking talk about still talking talk about, about Mastod- Mastodon Mast- and, oh yeah, yeah like yeah it'd be great if the, you could actually hear the fucking riffs mm. because there's too much reverb Bron does too much singing he yeah. does too much singing and Brent is my favourite Brent, Brent, Brent is the worst singer of the lot but he has the best voice well I like Troy's voice as well Troy's, yeah, yeah. yeah no Troy, Troy's yeah. great Bron is a great singer he writes writes some good lines like like melodically, but he repeats himself a lot. He mm. really does, and and I find that he feels that he has to sing on every track. And I I, I don't like the great thing about Mastodon is that there is three voices. Yeah, you know there is three voices, and and you go between them, and texturally they're all different. Like Troy sounds like a fucking yeah. pirate, <laughs> and then um uh, uh Braun has that sort of you know romantic fucking emo sort of voice. Yeah, 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 and he can sing really high. And then Brent just sounds like Whatever. no one in the fucking world. Have you seen that video where he had the throat infection? And he just oh, sounds, he sounds like, like, a, like a fucking, fucking pterodactyl. Yeah, pterodactyl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pterodactyl is a, uh, I, I had an idea for a name, band name recently, and it was like PPPP. Okay. And it stands for the Psycho Pseudonomatic Pterodactyl. Now that is a name for a band. Yeah, PPPP. What type of music would you just play? Uh, Yugoslavian Balkan jazz. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but Brent is like, I think his voice is beautiful because like, and he writes amazing melodies. He, he's, he, he clearly puts a lot of time into writing melodies, which I think is one of the most important things you need to do. And it's the thing that people don't do. Yeah. Um, that's why, you know, music is full of repetition melodically because melodies are fucking difficult to write. And they're intimidating to write. Um, and there's so much doubt that you experience when you're writing the melody from something. Mm. And it puts people off doing it or it makes people scrap the melody in the middle of it. And the amazing thing about that is that what you end up scrapping three hours later could be could, could have, no, like three hours later without listening to it. If you went back and listened to it, you'd be like, oh, fuck, that's actually yeah, good. Yeah. Because there's like there is a an inertia that happens within your brain when you're when you're when you're writing a melody that you just think that what you're doing is shit unless it's fucking stunning, um, you you just you'll just think it's shit and but I think that melodies that are carefully and elaborately discussed well not necessarily elaborately constructed but carefully and gently constructed are one of the most pleasurable things that you can listen to mm. if you hear a melody in something that doesn't sound like anything you've heard before, um. More, it's a real and I, yeah. I find that it's it's always a thing that I used to leave till the very end to write a melody but it's I think, I've, lately I've been going it's like pulling a fucking pulling a pull, yeah pulling a plaster off it's it's like just just get the melody done early and then then you can then you can then you can have your sweets you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so like it's 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 something that I think for me in songwriting the most pleasurable thing that can happen and the thing that I always feel like going for a pint after I do it is you you go okay I'm going to sit here and it usually takes this is getting quite specific but it can take between an hour and three hours to write a good melody sometimes you yeah. know unless you haven't already sometimes you write something and you can hear the melody immediately sometimes you don't and you need to force yourself to do it just to write the vocal melody mm. and there's nothing to me like putting the time into constructing a melody doubting myself towards the end of it going and doing something else for three hours until I forget 
what what it sounds like. Yeah. And sitting and listening to it then. With fresh ears. With fresh ears and feeling like I've never heard it before. And from time to time, I can listen and go, oh, it's actually not that good. (laughs) But more more often than not, if you put the work in, you come back and you listen to it with fresh ears and it sounds like something, nothing you've ever heard before. And that's exhilarating. And you walk around the fucking, you walk around, you sit on the toilet with the headphones on, <laughs> listening to the thing over and over again. You're like, I did that, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. a it's a real fucking disturbatory moment, but like it's it it's a, I think it's really nice um to do that. And I think that it is the most intimidating part of songwriting. Maybe other people think that other parts are, but I find it is the most intimidating part because there is no structure or rules or pe- everyone does it a different way and some people just go with the first thing that comes into their head and sometimes that is the right thing. But more often than not, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, we were talking, and that's where you get so many songs that are just boring because they don't have that little bit of coloring in them. Yeah, yeah. no, like I, it's the same. Like I remember when we were in college, uh, my tutor was like, "He's like, I know it's annoying." But he goes, "But well, get a notebook," and he goes, "And always trace down every idea that you have." And he goes, "And I guarantee," he goes, "If you go with your first idea, he goes, it's the shittest idea that you have because it came to you straight away, which means it's the most obvious solution." Yeah. So he's like, "Try." Now, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it it does work. But nine times out of ten, you you you, you work on it for ages, and you just go, "This is this is balls. This really yeah, is yeah, balls." Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I think with writing lyrics, it's similar as well because I used to like when I was when I was start like I went through a period where I'd uh, you know scat things out. And then just 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 develop the lyrics on whatever I'd scattered. Yeah, and that can be that can work sometimes, um, but more often than not, you just turn into Bonnie Bear, right? <laughs> and I'm sorry for anyone who likes Bonnie Bear. I I was big. I was hooked on Bonnie Bear for a long time. His songs don't mean anything. <laughs> he's he, he he's like, oh look how many words he's invented in this. Oh, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. He fucking he had the song and he went and he went. Oh, what does that say? Yeah, like, like I saying? really like the creek, but I have no idea what it's about. Well, fucking down on, on, on the creek. creek. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember, remember something. something. <laughs> Heard the heron hurried away when first I preached that last Sunday. Like that does sound. That's that's pretty good. Like that's 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 a good. Well, that whole album, line. like that. I remember it was a point twenty two. I think it's called or something like that. Twenty two a million. Twenty two a million. I when I came out, like I got it for Christmas and I listened to. It, I was like, this is great, but I don't. I can't decipher what any really what any of these songs. They just sound. They're just nice songs. Like they are. No, yeah. they are beautiful songs. Yeah. And like they're like. I thought the last the last thing he did was really disappointing because because there was no effort put into making melodies. What was the and last he made that he did. Oh, it was it was like it was called fucking one point two point two. I don't know some <laughs> some some weird Bonnie Vera name, you know. Um, you, what the fuck was it called? Also, people like him have to stop hanging out with Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> It fucking ruins them. Like, so it, I, you can't take someone seriously Kid, when you know they hang out with Kid fucking Cody, Kanye West. Kid Cudi announced the other day that his next single is with Kanye West, but it's the last song that he'll ever have with Kanye West, which is saying a lot because he idolized Kanye. Right, like, yeah. yeah. I, I Like, I think there's there's a lot of artists who move into that f- friend group, yeah. you know? Like, fucking James Blake. I thought James Blake was great when he lived in London and he was making weird shit. Yeah. And then he moved moved to Los Angeles and he, he got, he, he's a pop star now. But he's not a pop star. He does, his last album had a few pretty cool tracks. But like, the kind of, the kind of, I just don't get the Kanye thing. I really don't. Like, Zach tried to get me to listen to Donda and I think I got about an hour and a half in and went, Zach, this is fucking terrible. And he goes, but it's, and he's, Zach goes, like, it's kind of genius though. I was like, it's kind of not. Like, it's, it's, it's not. And he was like, it kind of is though. If you just listen, it's very Kanye. I was like, that's not a, I hate when people say it's very Kanye. It's, it's not necessarily a good thing. He's a very problematic person. Oh yeah, yeah. Hugely <laughs> problematic person. Um, 
I I I don't know about Kanye West. I don't I don't not like his music. I I I think it's a it's pretty fucking bombastic. Like and every like I do listen to his records when they come out. They never they never move me. Yeah. But like you know, there's 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 interesting fucking sounds and frequencies on them and stuff. Not sure how much he how how much of that is his. I think he's. Yeah, but I think he must yeah. be a very good orchestrator and a very good arranger because mm. it's probably like. Rick Rubin is seen as one of the greatest producers in the world. He never touches a computer. He, Does like, he not? He just goes in. He goes more of this, less of that. Uh, how about you? How about you? How about you try and do it more like this? So he's not you? on the. Th- the no, he's not. He's not on the. Oh, he, he's not. I no. never knew that. Well, I, I I've kind of I've been listening to a lot of Rick Rubin records the last while, um, just as a sort of palate cleanser because mixing at the moment, and it's good to go back to Rick Rubin yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I wasn't always a fan of him because he he doesn't use any reverbs. He just everything is dry, and at, initially I thought that it creates a sort of bit of a dead atmosphere sometimes. But what he does, or what his team does, um, in creating things texturally is like the way they layer. Like I was listening to Stadium Arcadium the other day, and uh, I think that like people have different opinions about that album. Um, I don't like Red Hot Chili Peppers at all. Do you not? <laughs> they drive me mad. I like I'm I'm not a big Chili Peppers fan. Um, but uh, that album, I think, you is know, that like, Can't Stop is on that album, isn't it? Or is no, that the one? By the way. Oh, by the way, yeah, um, yeah sorry. Stadium yeah. Arcadium was the last album they released with John Frusciante before the one that just came out. Oh, right, okay, okay, okay. Um, did you just say KKK? Yeah, I did just say KKK. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's definitely getting cut. What John Frusciante <laughs> does texturally is amazing. Like he uses his his voice textually completely textually because he rarely sings any lines mm. he just puts the little falsetto stuff in the background and he he does beautiful guitar te- textures and that whole album is full of gorgeously textured guitar parts they aren't they're, they're just they're not like just a big like you think of like how yeah, soon is now like the the bow, yeah. and the snit song and that's just a load of reverb and fucking if they're just like you know pan to the right or pan to the left and just layered guitars doing this this harmonized thing and no reverb at all but it's just a beautiful texture mm. and he just things with his voice as well but like um yeah rick rubin how was how did it get on to rick rubin i have no idea to be honest okay. it's just kind of it went from lars ulrich to lars uh, oh fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lars. it's fine it's a stream of consciousness uh, so. but yeah lars <laughs> he, he is a shit drummer he is a shit drummer but oh yeah yeah braun <laughs> yeah make braun uh, from Mastodon <laughs> uh, he, he's so centre stage with the sound sometimes that you can't actually hear the guitars a lot of time which is fine because he's such a great drum, drummer and he's in, inspired a lot of people um, but what L- Lars' drums leave uh, leave so much space for the riffs to be fucking huge Yeah, you know um, in saying that it would drive me fucking crazy if I was in a band with him oh to work no yeah, yeah. No, no no because like not only not only is he not technically proficient if you just watch a video of him just playing drums in the studio it's it, he doesn't sound like he's ever played so drums before sloppy, yeah. it's awful like me even not as a musician sometimes we just see it and you just kind of and you can just see like there's so many clips of him hitting the drum and the drumstick just goes fucking oh yeah, yeah. you're like what is going now, on he's, 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 he's had some of the greatest drum sounds ever like the Black Album the drum sound of the Black Album is fucking stunning people shit on the Black Album like I said like Metal Leases goes oh the Black Album it's like the Black Album is fucking like sonically it's, it's one it's incredible yeah. Yeah, and Master of the Puppets obviously is fantastic. Right, the lightning as well is fantastic. I'd, I'd be now I'd be like I'd be between between Puppets and and Justice for for my favorite. Well, and Justice for All would be my favorite personally. Yeah, and then yeah. It could, then right Have after. Have you listened to and Justice for Jason? The I saw it on you. I've heard I heard because uh, one is my favorite Metallica song. Mm. I just absolutely adore it. Uh, next to nothing else matters. But um, 
which I know are both the biggest singles. But um, listen to it with the bass, and it's like this is weird being able to hear the there's, bass. There's the- yeah, so there's Injustice for Jason, and there's Injustice for Jason Two, and Justice for Jason Two is fucking incredible. Um, but like it is like Injustice for All is a fucking great album, but it's hor- horrific to listen to because it's so horrendously produced. Yeah, <laughs> I, to a point that it's it's not enjoyable like at all. But apparently they were in t- they in- they intentionally made his bass thing just as low as fucking possible. Just in it's it's not even it's not I don't even know if it's even there when you're listening it's not. To, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's yeah. like it's it's so low down that you, you you can't hear it at all. Like, but apparently it was intentional. But Jason didn't know anything about it at the time. I, and I the, the producer didn't want it either, but it was Lars and I think James the royalty the checks minute. would kind of. Uh... Yeah, 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 <laughs> fucking hell. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, that, that's 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 what I was saying about Lars and whatever about fuck whatever I was trying to get about with, with Rick Rubin. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what was the what was the fucking thing? Oh no! Oh, oh yeah! No, it was Bonnie Vare. Oh yes, okay, yeah, fucking <laughs> lyrics. But Bonnie Vare used to write really good melodies, and in his last record, the reason I didn't like it is because all the melodies were the same, and every song sounded the same as well. Mm. They were they all sounded like the same sort of gospely folk thing, um, and yeah, he got a bit bit. Uh, uh, what's the fucking word? Um, Lazy almost. Uh, no. Um, with the production it, it felt like he was going more for a production style than a fucking album of music yeah okay I get you what know? you mean yeah um, the, the, like I saw a video of the way they were setting up the studio it was very convoluted and you know it's like, like this is a very expensive uh, way of producing music and it's like well then don't do it we've got this Dex that's the way the, uh, the, uh, the length of a house like yeah, you know <laughs> yeah it's like yeah well basically the way we get this guitar sound is we put the guitar on top of a cabinet and then we turn the heat up really loud yeah and then we get four uh, four Filipino monks to sit in the corner <laughs> and pray. And then we push the cabinet into the monks and then we play the guitar. That's how we like, get that guitar sound. I remember like just uh, like I do love watching the videos of some bands set up how they record now. I do find it interesting. But yeah. when they're not being pretentious, but like, but yeah. like you see it a couple. I remember one I was watching Trivium do. Um, what album was it? Uh, in waves, in waves, uh, yeah, yeah, and they were going on about how they set up the the mics. No, the, the, for the for the they set up the drum. The drums took three days to tune, but they did it. And I was just like, three days seemed fucking excessive. As but they do sound amazing on it. But they did it in just kind of like just move the mic here, just move the fire. There was none of this kind of like it has to be in this corner of the room. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you watch like mic placement. you watch Lincoln Park, and you're like, like I love Lincoln Park. I yeah. still still, but I remember watching them record a bit, and it was very. They got very into just you know it has to be done this particular way and rigid and all and it's like just that fuck chill around. out yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. Chill out, yeah. you know it's uh, yeah it's it should be like the, the process of recording should be enjoyable yeah it should it be should, like, it, it, it's like I remember Hot Sprockets first album has something beautiful written on the bottom of it In, on the back if you look turn to the back it says like the, the RPM and stuff on it and then underneath it says to be listened to in the same manner it was recorded. Oh, that's lovely! Isn't I, that, that that's very nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 I might be paraphrasing there, but it's 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 pretty much that's what pretty it says. Pretty much that, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so like Bonnie Verd. Uh, oh yeah, sound and out vocals. So, so he <laughs> in his first two records, if you look at the lyrics, they don't make any sense, right? Right. He's like, oh, but maybe like it's, it's definitely like symbolism. Meaning, he probably yeah, means yeah. no. He doesn't mean anything. He's just late. <laughs> he's a lazy fucking <laughs> lyrics man. I really hope. I don't do well in meetings <laughs> because I would be genuinely I, starstruck I, if I did I, meet him. Somehow, I, well, I, he has great, written some of the most beautiful music. It'd be great for him to listen to this as well, but I don't yeah. think he's gonna. <laughs> well, I, 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 uh, I, I, I do he think might, he, he has written you. some of the most beautiful music of the last twenty years, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, but he's lazy at writing lyrics, and that's his downfall for me. 
Um, and also the fact that he started hanging out with Kanye West. And that's the thing. If you get like a really earthy, you know, what he re- represents to people is go live in the woods and it's fine. Yeah. You know, Kanye West does not fit into that picture. <laughs> you know, he doesn't, you know. It's an and odd that, pairing. I, like that, there are two worlds, you know, I've, I've trouble with fusion sometimes. Um, I think people should leave trad music alone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some people, some bands do well, like, oh, the scratch right, so there's, there's, there's well. two. Oh, the scratch, well, yeah. the scratch one of the best bands in yeah. the world, you know, but that's, Sorry, yeah, actually, you know what? I take back what I said There's about... There's trad metal as well, which is really good. Well, that's... Well, I that's, suppose it's, that's, it, that's kind of... Yeah. That's, what, what, what the Scratch do, I don't think it's... it's I don't think it's fusion. I think it's... it's oh, no, it probably it's, is. You just... Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's... They they are melodically Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But their guitar style is, you know, it's its its own thing. It's mm. it's fast and it's thrashy. And um, I don't think they're parody in any way. I find fusion no. can often be parody. Like, if you think of, like... Flog and Molly or something like that. Yeah, and uh, they're a great band. No, they are a great what's band. The other one, um, shipping off to Boston. Dropkick uh, Murphys. Yeah. yeah, they're classes. <laughs> they are pretty good, to be fair. <laughs> but it's uh, uh, like trad is beautiful the way it is, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I find when 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 worlds collide in music, it can create really nice things, and it can re- can create new metal. You know. I, look. I'm not an apologist, <laughs> but but I, there are there is some new metal. Like I love Deftones. Deftones are fantastic, but yeah. they hate being called new metal. I know, I think they're not. <laughs> they like, hate being yeah. called. They're the somewhere same, like corner new metal, but like they they don't like. I always associate new metal with the rapping. Is yeah, the, my of kind of thing. But corner don't really. I can't remember who I was watching being interviewed. But they said that new metal took metal and hip hop and took the 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 the, the least appealing yeah. elements of both of them. <laughs> Like they took the fucking ju- just just the fucking uh, the shitty groove of of of, uh, of metal and like just the heavy guitars and no, none of the the beautiful stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then they just took the misogyny out of fucking hip hop, <laughs> <laughs> put it into one. Oh, that's one way of looking at. It. Yeah, uh, I do have quite a few new. I was I was big, but new metal was kind of my introduction. Like Linkin Park and then uh, Papa Roach would be my two very big introductions into music. But I kind of moved away from it a little bit. I watched a little documentary on pa- Papa Roach recently. They put up a thing about when they were recording um, Infest. Taking my house, taking my sofa. That's not Papa Roach. What's it called? Taking my house, taking my sofa. No, it's like losing losing my... Losing shit. my sight, losing my mind. Last Resort. Last Resort, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, because it's, it's, it's 20 years old now, I think that's on as... Yeah, well, they put it. They like they've started... I don't know who they are, they but re- they're following they me. They remixed it with, a, with another rapper as for a new generation I was like lads that song's actually quite problematic in today's song because it's about slitting your wrists like it's about committing suicide is what that song last resort cut my life into pieces this is my last no (laughs) (laughs) what would be the last resort how about you just get the Uh, shitty pizza place we'll just do a fucking dominoes No, it's about committing suicide. Right, yeah. That's, that's, that's very sad, isn't it? It's a very dark Why song. Why are they writing but songs it's kind of like, It's kind of like the way they play. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is my last resort. Like, it's, it's, I remember listening to it recently. It's like, that, that song has not aged well. And as a hu- I was a huge fan of them. Um, it's not aged well. It's a good, it's still catchy as fuck. Like, I can't believe you thought it's that was a great riff. It's a great riff. Apparently the riff is stolen. Oh, really? Well, yeah. he, he wrote it on piano. Yes, he Their did write it on player, piano. Yeah, he's a very good piano player, player yeah. It's funny, Papa Roach are one of those bands that um, I always say with drummers, if if you're listening to like rock stuff that has a bad drummer, um, it kind of ruins everything that's going on, in my opinion. Like you just don't have that punchiness to it. Absolutely, yeah. And it's very apparent on 
the Paramore Sessions, which is their fourth album, where it's their day. Now, their drummer Dave, he's not a bad drummer, but just on that album, they were doing way too much cocaine. Like they were, okay, they, were yeah. they went to this Paramore Mansion, which I think is where Slipknot recorded the subliminal verses. Yeah, it's um, uh, fucking. It's in, oh, it's no, in no, Hollywood. Where they, it's where they recorded Iowa. Iowa, sorry, yeah. yeah. But um, they like they were. Jacoby Shaddix was asked, "What's his favorite? What was the inspiration?" He goes, "Cocaine." And but on that, and then that album, they were saying that the drumming got sloppy. And they were doing live, so eventually they he, they booted him and got a different guy. But the, when, like if I, someone said that album was like 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 cocaine was the inspiration, that yeah, was you just know a, it's not a good album. Like that's just <laughs> well, it's 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 like it it you know what it is. What sort of inspiration it's, is that? It's a standard hard rock album. It's riffs, 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 and then you get your, you get your three ballads. That's yeah. you know. But um, it's one of those albums that when I come back and listen to it with a new ear, because I just listen to like Buck Cherry. Uh, Pat Roach all those type of bands and then yeah. I saw Book Cherry before but I saw Book Cherry before they were great um, was it in Wheelands? no it was in Download oh, they were very God. good very very good it was piss and rain they had the whole crowd mosh pit and mud pits it was great but uh, when you listen to it now the drumming's just not good on it and you can hear it but it's just it's it's just like it's so sloppy and yeah. you're like you're ama- I'm amazed that when you listen to it that it was actually that nobody went who's your favourite drummer? oh fucking good question I don't know actually to be honest I do. I oh, I don't fucking know. That's a really good question. I'll have to think mm. about it now. To be honest, I'll come back to you. Yeah. I don't really know. I was gonna say the drummer for Death Heaven's really like what he does is amazing, but then I don't know his fucking. I can't. His name escapes me now. Oh, there's a Dave Lombardo is brilliant. Dave, like, Dave, Dave Lombardo is amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like I'm not a big Slayer fan, but like some of the songs that he drums on are just fucking just so punishingly brilliant. Yeah. I think is is Dave Lombardo on God Hates Us All. I don't know. Is God hates hates us all the supergroup? It's no. It's a it's a um, it's a fucking Slayer album. Oh, the Slayer album. Fuck. It sorry. Came out on nine eleven. Did it? Yeah. Came out. God, on oh, is that the one with Bloodline on it, or is that called Bloodline? It's, it has. Um, it has God hates us all. It has Threshold, which is one of my favorite songs. It has a couple of other. It's a br- it's a brilliant album, but apparently yeah. you say to Slayer fans like that's not the best Slayer album. Rain and Blood is the best Slayer. Album. I I have <laughs> a hard time with Slayer. Like I like I like I like some Slayer. Like I I, I used to really like seasons in the abyss when i was growing up mm. um lately i've been trying to get into them like not lately maybe like a year or two ago i tried to get into them again and uh it, it's just not happening for me like i like angel of death and they're also and very edgy they're kind of like you know the whole angel I, of I don't De- i don't believe them what? you know yeah, yeah, you, meet, yeah. you, talk, you you watch interviews with uh with uh oh, with, with, yeah with a Catholic. Catholic. <laughs> he's the fucking soundest guy in the world and did you ever see the interview where he's interviewed by like, kids and he goes you have to come closer to my ear and he's wearing like this big just dad jumper yeah, and it's yeah, just like yeah. you do, do you even like you know like, the, the, the type of music you play like, I do think he's a great representation about how metal yeah. people can be just like normal people but he was he was interviewed about God hates us all and he was like he's like God doesn't hate you all God loves all <laughs> of you and you're just like then why are you singing it he goes he goes they're not like my lyrics he goes carry wrote those do you know he's all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And he's like king is one yeah. of the worst guitar players in the world is he man. a bad is, te- is he a technically bad player is he i just think uh, like if you <laughs> him and his fucking it's giant his guitar chains. solos that are just fucking horrendous it's always the same solo it starts with like a, i wish there was a guitar here that I could explain it. <laughs> like an out of tune no get the out of tune thing that's cool and then <laughs> and just, just just nothing he's not playing anything you know Um, if people give out about Kirk Hammett actually Kirk Hammett I need to stop talking about Metallica wow. but he, <laughs> he he just released a fucking single no he didn't did he actually he just released a single and it's really good <laughs> is he singing on it no it's instrumental oh, wow. orchestral guitar it's I gotta give it a, I'll really, give it a buzz it's really good mm. it's really really good yeah he's releasing an EP on, on Record Store Day 
Kirk Hammett is releasing an EP I'm on Record Store Day. And an instrumental as well, so it should be... Oh, yeah, really it's really it. good. Uh, like the, it, the song is called uh, low, High... High... The, the song has a name. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, High Plains Who would have thought the song like has that. a name? Yeah. Oh, um, I like Bill Ward, by the way, if we're thinking about drummers. Oh, Bill Ward, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who was, who was who, uh, fucking... Um, who was, who, oh, oh, yeah, Slayer. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it, like, he is he is a good example of that, you know. But, like, again, metal being on the spectrum of can be theatrical, can be just... Yeah. Can be expressive, can be just, you know... Kooky. Kooky, yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, let's write a song about <laughs> You know... Getting fucking eaten by a bat or something. There's this. Have you ever the heard this? Have you ever heard the, yeah. <laughs> Sack blabbeth. Have you seen this? <laughs> oh, have you ever heard the band? Um, oh, what are they called? Um, uh, Black Sabbath. They're, um, oh, they're the fucking the Beatles. No, it's Black Sabbath, but it's it's all, all the songs are about uh, uh, McDonald's stuff. <laughs> Mac, Mac Sabbath Mac no. Sabbath is what they're called and your Mac, was, yeah, your Mac was all dressed as Ronald McDonald uh, Mac Sabbath you have to get but all their songs are just it's all Black Sabbath songs but they're just changed to be about uh, eating McDonald's um, they're fantastic right, <laughs> I highly I'm recommend 100% <laughs> highly recommend watching that and if one more drummer he doesn't have a name because nobody in the band has a name but the drummer from Magla MGLA from their band from Ukraine now Apparently they're a white nationalist band. I don't know for sure, but uh, he's a very good drummer. <laughs> I love um, <laughs> again I love from black fucking... metal being very problematic. That's one of the aspects. Like if they do, yeah, have this absolutely. Kind of, yeah, oh, no, like, do, you do black metal. You have to be careful. Like, I like, went to a mayhem tribute night. Oh Jesus, yeah. And you, when you're there, you're like looking at looking around at everyone. You're like, I'm sure some of these people just like black metal, but I'm sure there's definitely a few bad eggs. Well, here, like. do you know? I remember being at um, a black metal show in. Paris and I was seeing Maul who are this kind of um, black you know shoegazy black, black yeah. they're one of my you, they're fantastic hijack yeah, yeah. them out they're absolutely amazing really beautiful music like but it, so this was all it was kind of a black gaze night it was all that kind of stuff like death I was seeing death heaven the night after so mm. it was all this kind of like death heaven kind of kind of stuff that just happened to be in Paris because it's where it originated Alcest were like the first kind of band to do the black metal and they're from yeah, yeah. France anyway so I was out having a smoke and I have that jacket with all the patches on it and there's mm. a at the gates patch on the back of it. I might have told the story in the podcast, but anyway, it doesn't matter. But um, this guy comes up and he goes, I love at the gates. He goes, I fucking love at the gates. And I was like, cool, man. And he's like, are you here on your own? I was like, yeah. And he goes, it's my friend. So we started chatting. We were chatting for about a half an hour. The gig hadn't, the gig had just started. I think the first band was done. And, and then chatting for about a half an hour. And anyway, this lad comes, this guy comes through into the smoking area who happens to be black. And your man just goes, <sighs> what the fuck is he doing here? And I went, what? And he was like, what the fuck are they? And the hard R and all. And he was like, and I was there going, as the first time I've ever experienced like proper Proper racism, racism, you kind of get the casual racism stuff. Yeah, you get, you get like unknowingly impertinent racism. But this was like direct hard R and all. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And I was kind of trying to get the smoke into me as quickly as possible. And he was like, uh, he's like, he's like, they have their music. We have our music. Metal is our music. And I was like, Oh, you are literally every stereotypical, the stereotype that nobody wants in this community oh. whatsoever. And then at the end, I was like, I think the next band's on. He goes, I don't hear any music. I was like, no, you're deaf. And just walked, just had to walk in. It was it free. And then happened to be talking to the guy, the, ne- the guy was at Death Heaven. We became friends. His name's Kevin. Oh, that's <laughs> Had good. a great time. Did you tell him that story? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> he was from Philadelphia. He was a lovely really? guy. Really? Yes. All the way from Philly to see, uh, to see Death Where Heaven. Where was that? In Paris. In Paris. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, yeah, no, it, 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 it can be like that. Like when you when you go to a, a really heavy gig, 
there are people yeah. who need it you know yeah, and, or, kinda, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. the same like I have like a couple of CDs by Drudica there who are an ama- again another band from Ukraine and they're fucking amazing they have a song called The Cursed Son which part one and part two fantastic mm. but supposedly they have ties to white national and I'm just like oh, can I listen to it now do you know like, I loved it so much didn't know anything about them just mm. happened to see you know best black metal albums of the year and but now I'm just like, ah, oh, you fucking, you ruined it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks for asking though. Yeah, my, my favorite drummer is probably Zach Levine from oh, Pine so, Grove. I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I just want to put it out there because he's fucking doesn't get enough I'm credit. I'm so like sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just trying to think. We've been chatting for an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think so either. Uh, we can do the quick fire thing, or we can finish up depending on your time. Just do the quick fire. Do thing. the quick fire yeah. thing. Okay. Um, so again, these are the questions that I normally ask you if I was drunk in a bar with you. So what was the first and last albums you bought? First album I bought was, um, uh, well, I thought it was Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Oh, that'd be a great one. I bought it in the pound shop in, Bal- in Balbriggan. Oh, don't um, think it was something else. Well, I was listening to it for years. But like, you know, well, at, at the time, years was like, I was probably listening to it for about a year and yeah. I loved it. And uh, it probably, I think it cost me like a euro in the pound shop. <laughs> and uh, it was maybe 10. And I remember then a few years later, hearing Paranoid or hearing War Pigs or one of the songs yeah. and be like that doesn't sound like the the, the <laughs> studio version and it turned out I've been listening to a covers band oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a covers band playing Paranoid oh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> yeah I saw that I, I was home recently do you know what the name of the band was by any chance I have no, no, idea. no idea I have no idea no. I can remember what the cover looked like though. Okay. and I should have known when I, like, yeah. the cover was like, was like the, you know the guy with the, the pink kind of thing going to the side well it didn't it? look like yeah, that okay. anyway, but, yeah that was the first record and then I, I, I remember the day I bought Ride the Lightning as well oh right um, yeah and I'm actually wearing a Ride the Lightning t-shirt today oh wait I'm wearing a Fade to Black t-shirt no it's um, Ride the Lightning Says right the lightning. Oh, it's just fade to black on the back. Oh, you've been looking at my front for the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, thanks, Kyle Walsh, for getting me this for Christmas as well. Um, uh, yeah, I remember buying. I remember going to meet a friend of my dad's. Oh, well, well, hang on, I wasn't going to meet a friend of my dad's. Yeah, it sounds yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my dad bring me to meet a friend of his, <laughs> and uh, his friend was was American. Well, sorry, he's he was Irish. We lived in America, and I remember he gave me twenty dollars, and I was like, oh, that's so cool and useless. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Now I have to like, go to the bank. Yeah, and I bought Ride the Lightning with the money. Um, I think I bought it on top on. For some reason, I feel like I bought it on Moore Street, but I don't understand. I don't think there's in. No, I bought it in Drogheda. I don't know where I bought it. It doesn't matter. Next question. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was the last album you bought? Oh, that's embarrassing. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, last album I bought um, was a friend of mine's album um, called Neil. Uh, and he put out an album of um, uh, solo traditional guitar music. Oh, lovely! Um, last like vinyl I bought was uh, I haven't bought any like hard hard copies of anything in like a, a year or two. But oh, actually no! Like technically, the last album I bought was I I, I get my dad CDs for Christmas every year, and this year I got him uh, uh, fucking. Um, uh, what's it called? Deja Vu by Crosby, Stills and Nash. Or as I like to call them, Crosby and Stills and Nash and Young. <laughs> I don't get that reference. Oh, right. Well, it's just because I call Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. <laughs> so it's funny when you say Crosby and Stills and Nash just and Young. Just make it just as yeah. long as possible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a funny joke. <laughs> 
I get my dad's CDs for Christmas every year as well because he always asks for them. And then he plays them in his car, and then you'll find that like the CD case is smashed. Oh, and the, C- and the CDs same. down the side. You're just like, yeah. why do you make me buy them? You don't take care of them. The first year, I, the first year I did it, I tried to like, I was like, oh, I'll get him one record that he, one CD that he likes, and one CD that he's never heard, but like get him into. It. Yeah, so yeah. I got him like, I think the first year I got him like, Animals by Pink Floyd, and then I got him like fucking Kid A. Oh wow, okay, yeah. And uh, he never listened to it. He never <laughs> listened to it once. My mom took it. My mom Sarah listened to it. Now she loves Kid A. Um. Uh, 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 controversial point Kid A is a bit overrated Never mind <laughs> Speaking of One of my uh, favourite bands But yeah Did you see Childish Gambino Claiming that because The internet is the Okay computer of the, of hip hop He he self-proclaimed that He self-proclaimed that He interviewed himself And that was one, one of the things He said He also said that Atlanta is better Than The Sopranos Which it's just oh, it's They're I two completely the Different type of sh- oh, Well I watch The Sopranos so They're two they're not even remotely similar, so I don't know how you no, could compare them. I think them. Atlanta's great. Oh, Atlanta's brilliant. I think it's it, very good. It definitely, it, it's not, I don't think it's perfect, but I think it is great. And yeah. I think his music is, has its moments. Mm. Um, he's got, he some, he's, he's some, got some fucking great songs. He's got some stinkers as well. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I think his music lacks consistency into, like, generically. And is that the word, right word for that? Just gen- generic, generically mean, like, in terms of g- genre? G- like generically yeah like so yeah. If something is generic it's genre defined we'll roll with it anyway um and i i find it hard to, to keep concentrating on it is that like it's 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 good like and i think he i think he i don't think he understands being a musician very well <laughs> i think he's like oh yeah well i'll show like i'll flex and i'll, I'll show like i can do rock and i can do hip-hop and i can do r&b yeah. and i can do uh fucking trance or whatever that that's just annoying <laughs> so many the r&b album there's so many songs in it that are completely li- they're lifted from 1960s and 1970s funk and oh um, yeah like, like completely there's li- bands like, that do you know what? david bowie used to do that a bit as well like mm. he, he'd kind of pick um he'd kind of go well, i'm gonna do something like this now um so that was more fantastic impression <laughs> 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 but um, I I I I kind of get and I like it. I think it's generally a lot of the time the signs of someone who didn't start out as a musician. They started out something else. When they get into music and they try loads of different styles and stuff, rather than going, I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to develop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so I I think that's my prop. The problem that I have with Charles Gambino now because of the internet. You know, you wrote a script for that. You wrote a whole film script. So I'm thinking of. I, sorry, it wasn't because you're of thinking the of Awaken My Love. No, I think. I'm take, thinking of camp. Uh, camp. Yeah. No, camp. No, uh, camp was more so. Camp was. Seen camp was, the, I like. I like. Yeah, camp's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Awaken like My Love. Awaken My Love. I, I, I hated that album. I I've never been like I can never remember the name of that album because it doesn't fucking make any sense why it's called that. But there's a song on it that I think it's called Mama or something. There's a song on it. Yeah, it's a rock song. No, no, no. There's one song on Me it that is like it's like it's like uh, it's about going to oh California. Oh right, yeah. That yeah. it comes after and Zach gave me this theory that it comes after two of the best songs on the album. That it it's a troll song because it's so intentionally shit and annoying that it's like why is this. When the track listing has been so good, so good, so good, and then there's this this one, and then the next one that comes after it is Mama, I think. And it's like I think, why I is think this... Zach's reading too much okay. into that there. Well, I think Zach's I you think can it's take probably it up just with a him. shit song. <laughs> Greg is just a shit song and he he, he, he needed an excuse. He's like, Oh yeah, that's not... like obviously you say it's shit on purpose. No one writes a fucking song that's shit on it's purpose. It's pretty bad though. Like it's really bad. That's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. Um, um uh, well, the, the next song, uh, the next question, sorry, would be uh, if you were to collaborate. Actually, with a... do you do you actually ask people this this in nightclubs? No, 
What was the last question you asked me? What was your first and last album that you bought? Last album I bought. Oh yeah, I didn't answer that, did I? Oh you did yeah, answer well, it. I did. Yeah, you my did, dad. Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't. I just it's just what I, I it's just what buying, I say in the interview. <laughs> I remember buying. Uh, I remember buying uh, the that last Arctic Monkeys album that came out. Was that was like fucking four years ago? <laughs> oh, oh the, I, I the the hotel boy. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tranquility based Tran- on yeah. hotel and casino. Yeah, because I, I listened to that when it came out drunk with Dan, um, at night and like. It came out at midnight or something. We were like, "Oh, you could go home." Isn't that new fucking music? And I just thought it was class. So I was like, "I'm going to fucking buy the record." Do you know, it's funny. I don't like the Art of Monkeys, and I loved that album. Oh, and then friends funny. of mine who were huge Arcade Monkey fans hated that. Arcade album. Monkeys. Arcade the Monkeys. Arcade yeah. Monkeys. The, mon- <laughs> Ar- the yeah. Arctic Fire. The Arctic Fire is a cool name. <laughs> Arctic Fire it's is also actually a pretty cool oxymoronic. The same way Arctic Monkeys is. It is. Yes. Yeah, Arctic Fire. Uh, yeah. It also sounds like a fragrance. <laughs> Arctic what would that smell a fragrance like? for idiots <laughs> <laughs> a fragrance for oxymorons <laughs> oh do you want to go in business 50-50 what's your idea I okay. feel bad taking I don't know 60-40 60-40 okay, I'll take 60-40 um, but yeah I bought that I remember buying the Voids record um, and I buy I buy a lot of CDs and records in charity shops yeah, well, yeah. So, but I wasn't counting them like, but the last one that I've gone I'm going to buy this record and go out and buy it um yeah, it might have been the voice, and otherwise I'm just like in charity shop and be like, oh, I've never heard that. See before. that? Yeah, I like yet. it. I remember being in a oh, like, oh, River Dance recently. Oh, really? On vinyl. I say it sounds amazing. I haven't listened to it. Yet. Oh, because my I, don't, I need, to, need to find my charger for my record player. <laughs> I remember. Like, do you, have you ever heard a band called Typo Negative? Yes. Yeah, I am yes. uh, obsessed with Typo Negative. Peter, Peter P- Steele, P- Green, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Green Giant, as he was known. Yeah, yeah. yeah fucking yeah. six foot seven. Yeah. Only person I've seen that plays a bass that makes it look like a child. I've toy seen his. I've seen his Willie. How have you seen his willy? He, he got, he got, he got, he, he got this lad out for for Playgirl or something. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. okay. He also used his asshole as an album cover. It's <laughs> called The Origin of Feces, which is their first album. That's I think amazing. it's his. I think it's his asshole because he was like, "Fuck the record label." So that was just what they did. Pretty funny, but I I love them. But they have an album that I, oh, what the hell is it called? It has Christian Woman on it. It's very, anyway, basically, it's always impossible to get any of their albums on vinyl. And if you do get them on vinyl, they're like fucking 70 quid because it's been out of print for ages. Yeah, yeah. And I was in a charity shop and it was, I was with my friend Chloe who has no idea who they are. And I remember taking it and going, holy shit. It was unopened, still packaged, like still plastic wrapped and everything, brand new gatefold album. And it was 20 quid. And I was like, they don't even know what they have. They've got gold here. <laughs> and, and Chloe's they just like, care, Chloe, like, Chloe's like, like, I haven't a fucking clue. Yeah. She goes, who the fuck are typo negative? And I was like, you'll see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's the best. It's like, we, used to, we used to do it sometimes. If you'd like, be going recording or something, you go into a charity shop and go like, right, what are we going to listen to on the trip? And just pick yeah, out just random pick something, yeah. shit. Just random shit. Like singles, like by fucking country western artists Which and stuff. Most of those, right? So like HMV used to have the three for 12. So I pick, I used to go in, I pick out every week, I pick out two albums that I knew and one album that I didn't. And you'd find some great stuff. You'd also find a lot of wank, yeah. but you would find great stuff. It's how I got into Godflesh, actually, who are one of my favorite bands. Now. Godflesh. You've never listened to Godflesh? Oh, fucking, I heard that name. Godflesh, they're days. an industrial UK band. They were set up by J.K. Flesh. He set up, who's one of the original members of Napalm Death. They're okay, yeah, most yeah. Nihil- they're the only the, the, people always go like, does heavy metal not What's make you singer angry? Napalm Death again? Where's, um, where's Barney, uh, Barney Green, I think, is the Simpson is the singer in. Uh, yeah, Barney, Barney, yeah, Barney. Yeah, so he's, he's called Barney because he fucking used to pass out, and when they tried to try to put him to bed, they couldn't pick him up because he was so heavy. That's the reason. Oh, why. like Barney Rubble. Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> like. What's but, that have yeah. to do with the purple dinosaur? No, no, no. <laughs> um, but uh, he, uh, no, Godflesh are, I mean, but they're the most nihilist. But, but I always say, like, metal does not make me angry. But the only band who I actually get kind of like, when I'm listening, is Godflesh. They're okay. the most nihilistic, kind of just 
very sparse production. It's right. just it's just weird. Metallica wants to describe them as the heaviest band in the world. They toured with Metallica in the nineties, I think, in the early nineties, late nineties. Sorry. I wonder who the heaviest band in the world is. There's like a lot of difference. Well, it depends on what you like. Because I remember having it sounds weird, but like you know, four o'clock in the morning. I think that what makes a band really heavy is the lyrics. Well, well, I think in my opinion, it's ly- it's li- lyrics and intent, as in like intent. so like for yeah. me, like we were. I was listening to the band called Tripticon, who are members of Celtic Frost, like Thomas Warrior. They're like they their song uh, tree, uh, "Trees of Suffocating Souls." In my opinion, is one of the heaviest songs ever made. But my friend would be like, he's like, no. Trees of Suffocating it's Souls. It's a brilliant album. Mel- Melina Cosmata, it's a fantastic album. I, I advise Send you to- Send me on that. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. But I, I think it's one of the most heaviest albums ever made. They're not the heavy. It's one of the heaviest, but just the way that it sounds. But my friend was putting on like a grindcore album, like yeah. uh, like an on off rock or whatever. And I was like, he's like, this is heavier. And I was like, but there's nothing evil about that. There's yeah. no like evil intent. I was like, this album is just made to be foreboding and uncomfortable, and but it's slow. Mm. And he's like, I still think it's this. And I was like, there's different levels, in my opinion. That's something that's just fast that's, and just yeah, is not is not heavy. No, 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 like, no. and that's the thing. Like you, people who who start playing in metal bands, are like, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't. I think it's something that to like, like it's it it's it's part of the art of metal is that you know how can we make this heavier? Yeah, you know, and there's so many ways of doing it, and there's so many ways of making it less heavy accidentally. Mm. Um, and sometimes it's pace, you know, like sometimes the faster something is, the heavier it is. Sometimes, so, most often, most it's the not, slower. Yeah, it's the slower the ones. Slower. Yeah. That's what doom metal's fu- like. Yabber were fucking insanely heavy, but yeah. not. But they're not like it's not scary. But they're just like it. Just feels like someone is just dropping a weight on you, but very slowly doing. I it. find that like. <laughs> Uh, tempo changes not time signature changes tempo changes can can, can mm. really fucking uh, yeah, yeah. intensify a song yeah. like if if the, if the song's already slow and then they do a tempo drop to make it slower what is that there's a band the, in, in have you ever heard the Converge song Sad the Sadness something what they do is they just play a normal riff and it goes dun 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 and then it just gets faster but they do it like seven times I think but each time they do it it gets faster faster yeah and it's so, but the, the lyric is just the, the the riff is just dun 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 dun. But yeah. it starts up very slow, and the more they do it, by the end of it, you're like, this is it's just it's crazy. It just feels crazy heavy, and there's all they're doing is just upping just the tempo. Open it, yeah, by, by like a little bit each time, incrementally. There's each time. two Irish metal bands who have some of the um, heaviest songs I've ever listened to. Me, well, like one of them is Grey Stagger. Oh, Grey Stagger's balls. Really? Oh, Grey Stagger. Like, I had them on the podcast and it was That's a for beautiful me. t-shirt. Oh, yeah, they're gorgeous. But I had them on the podcast and for me, it was like having fucking like Full of Hell or something. I was such a big fan. And wow. I, at the very beginning, I was like, lads, I'm just really, I'm really nervous about having you guys on there. It's like, oh, shit. It's cool, where are they from? They're, oh, where are they from? They play, like, I don't know. I don't actually know where they're, they're a fantastic band. They're, they're playing Dublin every so often. Oh, but, uh, so, yeah, well, I'll, and, I'll have a listen. And the other one, uh, Zora, who you've probably Zora, yeah, Zora, yeah, Zora are Zora, fucking yeah, Zora disgustingly heavy. Like, they're class. I don't know where they're from, but there's a band called is 7.5 Tons of Beard. I've never <laughs> heard of them now, to be honest. They have a song called The Fear, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Can, I wonder what that's about. <laughs> but the end, the outro, and it has a, two, has a two-part headbang to it. Two parts. It's so slow that it takes <laughs> like two whole headbacks to get through. They do it, and they have a video of them, and it's like it looks like it's in slow motion, but it's not. It's just so, so fucking slow. doomy. Um, that's one of the heaviest songs. Now, but it's been years since I've heard that, and my ear has changed now. Like, yeah. Um, 
And uh, Elankis had a lot of fucking really heavy songs. You they, worked with some of the members, didn't you, for recording some yeah, music? Yeah, yeah. Robin and, and Rory played uh, played drum, drums and bass on my solo career. Yeah, they, yeah nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I was big into them um, when they brought out uh, Over the Fire, Under the Smoke. And then when I started working at Music Maker, uh, Robin worked there, the bass player. And I didn't realize it was him. And then, like, <laughs> Dave Newell was like, oh, you're about you buy some fucking uh, Bob Alankis. Yeah. Like, I love Alankis. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them probably 10 times. I've never seen them before, believe oh, it or not. I need to go see them. Fucking yeah. Lord. They're one of the best bands. In, they're one of the best heavy bands in the world. Like, And their music is just, is just fucking incredible. Um, Have you ever heard of a band called um, Altar of Plagues, the band from Cork? They I broke have up, heard of They them. broke up years ago. Yeah, yeah, Their album With Teeth and Glory is easily one of the most uh, uncompromisingly uncomfortable metal albums I've ever heard. And God alone get their name from them, I think. Uncompromisingly uncomfortable. It's funny that that sounds... Great. Great. <laughs> you know, like it's funny that sounds... Oh, that, a I song called it. A Burnt Year, which I remember the first time I heard it, it was the first time I ever was genuinely scared of a song. It's something about it. It's like, because it's, it's like... It's not industrial. There's kind of there's a lot of harsh noise elements to it, but it's black metal and there's a couple like screamo stuff in it as well. But like it's a song about a guy's child dies and then they're at the funeral and they're like lighting pyres and it's just these gods dancing around the coffin. What's and all. that called? It, it's called the Burnt Years. The name of the song, but the album is wow. it's a te- uh, it's yeah with teeth and glory. That's another thing that annoys me when people don't take the time to name something properly. What? Because that's such an amazing name. I know? actually was listening to an interview with you today, and you were complimenting on this as well. Just how fucking lazy some really? people get with naming stuff on. Um, I, and I, I completely agree with you. No, give it a proper fucking name. Like, what interview was that? It was the one you were going on about. You named the song Brendan Vale because you like to give your songs na- names after males. Oh no! It's just name. I just like to give them names. Names, yeah, yeah, yeah but like, yeah. Good, yeah, but you put effort into actually naming the fucking thing. Like, I don't know what interview that was, but uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Brendan Vale, fucking, uh, that was just a house. Oh, that's a really bad thing, right? What? Should I tell this story? Maybe I should. No, because that would give away where somebody lives. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I got the name. Basically, what I what I'll say is I got the name from a house that I saw because I I oh, really? I'd written the riff for Brendan Vale and I had it down in my phone as Brendan Gleeson because I just had a kind of yeah, yeah. Brendan Gleeson vibe of it and <laughs> whatever that means yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's funny I don't know what that means but I also know exactly what yeah, that means yeah, as well yeah and I went out for a walk and I just walked by this house that was called Brendan Vale yeah. or there's a gate I didn't, wasn't sure what was behind it and I was like oh, that's a beautiful name I was like I'm going to name that song that <laughs> and anyway I'm worried now that someone who lives in that house might know about the song and thinks I'm a soccer. And no. I think that's possible though, from what I've heard. But oh, never okay. mind. Okay. Never mind. Okay. Um uh yeah, uh but yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I get annoyed when people don't take the time to name something properly. Hmm. You know, I guess it's such a it's it's such an honor to be able to name something. You yeah, know? especially something that you're proud of. You think you put the effort yeah, into actually yeah. titling it properly. And I I some <laughs> I I do that. Like I do I do give things names uh as if they're like you, like I wouldn't call it oh I, oh baby I love you because that's the main lyric in the song. Mm. You want to give the song like it gives the song sentience when you when you when you name it like you'd name a child or a dog yeah, or yeah. you know a rock or something. Um, and uh, it annoys me when when it's like that's one of my favorite parts. It's like what's the name going to be? And then someone says something to you you're in, in a conversation and someone's like shouting onto you and then they say a sentence and you're just like the combination of the end of the last sentence they said and the start you put them to in your head and you just go. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know and it just yeah i know works. exactly what you mean yeah. like what did you say there and then <laughs> like oh it's perfect um it also annoys me on like when people have uh, like open a restaurant and the restaurant's called the 42 because it's number 42 yeah. or something or the corner because it's on the corner if you, are, are, you have the honor of naming a building <laughs> that thousands of people walk by every day and they have to see the 42 or fucking I don't know yeah like like end of the road I, actually that's not too bad but like it, it's it's a bit road. more it's I, a little bit more creative than the 42 but it's still not fucking creative I saw a news agent called shop and I was just like that is so lazy but I kind of like the balls I, I like I, the balls I just, I just it, yeah. call it shop not is there even a shop around here shop there it <laughs> shop. is yeah. it's the one and only yeah yeah <laughs> I think when like when you know obviously if, if, if everything had a romantic name it would be a, a bit much to take in but yeah I just I just think if you've got the honour of naming a building or naming a song something that's immortal mm. you know uh, give it a fucking good name no I agree with you it's funny that you call these quick fire questions yeah we've already got through we've already got through one <laughs> I thought we have two no well the, well, the, it was what the what was the first and last uh, uh, album that you bought that's, okay, that's it right. well, well we'll just do we'll do we'll do two I always finish off with one question but I'll do one more well, well we'll keep going okay we'll do okay yeah. the next one is if you were to collab with anybody who would it be oh that's a good question did it have to be Irish or anyone anybody Alive or well, no, just alive. We'll just do just alive because if we just do alive and dead, it could be going on for years. So, do you mean? Do you mean like have someone play? They could play with you. They or, could do a duet with you. They could do anything with you at all. Let me see. Um, you can cut out the silence that um, that that, that I, that I might take. Yeah, yeah. I might have to think. <laughs> I might have to think about that. Um, I uh. Um, that's a very good question. Uh, let me see. All right, so I'll think of like a drummer first. Um. Uh, no, I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Change my John Martin. Quickly. He's dead, but like John Martin was like I think John Martin's fucking awesome, and like he 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 just had such an incredible incredible appreciation for melody and and uh, uh structure and the way he built his songs and uh the way he used his voice instrumentally as well as um as well as lyrically um i think i'd have i think i'd have i'd have had fucking great crack with him um writing it writing a tune um uh um let me see uh In terms of people who are around now, um, I don't really like many people. Uh, I, no, there's, there's there's plenty of good bands. Um, I really like Pine Grove, but they did their own thing. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd work well with them. Um, I uh, flip. Um, who am I going to see soon? The show guest. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that would be a that would be an interesting pairing. One of the members from Shoga. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't. Oh, Jesus Christ, Thomas, what's his name? What's his name? Thomas Hockey. Yeah. Well, he's he's a drummer. Oh, he's a oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Jens Lehman. No, that's a fucking fuck, fuck, goalkeeper. Jens something <laughs> other. Um. Uh. Right. Yeah. Uh, let me see. So John John Martin. Um. John Lennon. Uh. I can't fucking think of who's alive now. Um, do I like? Do I like? 
Maybe, maybe like, maybe like fucking Howard Shaw or something like that. Like the guy who composed the fucking stuff for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I think that, that would be, be epic. Cool. Well, you you do have like kind of a, a lot of orchestral yeah, stuff yeah, in your stuff, so that yeah. would be yeah. Um, Philip Glass. Um, he's my favorite piano player. Well, one of my favorite piano players, Patrick Watson. Who's Patrick? Watson? Patrick Watson. He's a Canadian musician. Um, he 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 sings that song that's that's in fucking loads of uh, uh, ads for like homeware stores and shit. You know if you heard oh, it. Okay, yeah. But he's got some beautiful albums and he's got some he's got some good ideas. Um him, uh or songwriters as well like yeah, I I don't know. Like I, I the thing is like I'll I know I'll think of something in an hour's time. Yeah, like, yeah. That was, that it's always the way answer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um I'm look I'm happy with Fergenville, to be honest. I'm very happy with them. And uh, I, 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 I've never felt the need to, to, uh, to like, like I, I'm working with them because they're the ones they're that the I, one, yeah, I yeah. want to work with, you know? Um, and I, maybe some, some point down the line, something might come up. Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe like, you know, like I, 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 I like having a female voice on, uh, on, you know, because like, I don't like when things get too male vocally. Um, so like like I had my 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 cousin Aoife who's actually putting out a single in a few weeks uh, that I helped her produce. Nice. Um, I had her on Duke, which was one of the songs that I released in my solo career. Um, and it's just a you know a beautiful texture to have and adds um adds a nice femininity to the songs, which is often, you know, I mean I actually you know I think there's some I'm gonna shut up now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, uh, I. I so so in short, I don't know, uh, but maybe John Martin okay. um, and Howard Shore. Mm, Howard, Howard Shore. Uh, hang on, let me think of one more possibility. Uh, what's her fucking name? Um, you know what? You know who's really cool. Big Pig is really cool, and she's know. Irish. I don't know Pig Big. Big, big Pig, <laughs> large, big pig. <laughs> large creature. Uh, uh, big Pig is really cool. I, li- I like her songs, and we both released out. a song called "Oh No" last year. Um, both with the, the words together as well no oh, okay no I was like that uh, would be very odd yeah. <laughs> um, she's great and oh Julia Jacqueline oh very good yeah 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 Julia Jacqueline um, yeah yeah cool so the next question is uh, if you could change anything about the Irish music scene what would you change uh, promoters mm. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, well, there's a lot that needs to change, you know. But it's 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 interesting because where we were going a few years ago, um, before the event happened, was bustling. You know, there was, there yeah, was music yeah. everywhere, and I'm not saying there's not now, but well, it was it's a gig inter- like every fucking day. You could yeah, get to one, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting to see where we are now in terms of what people listen to after two years of you know solitude and peace and yeah, you yeah. know um you know and everything was going towards the the punk revival um and i'd be interested to find out what people you know because like is dublin falling back into that now or is something new happening because mm. of what the world has been through and generally in times of change art changes alongside it yeah um and I'm not sure if it would be unfair for the weight that was or, or the um the visibility that was on 
punk at the time to be taken away because of the change in the world circumstance. But I'm definitely seeing um, because of the nature of the way punk is written a lot of the time, people having more time to write over the pandemic has made everything that I've I've listened to by bands that I like contemporaries in, in Dublin and in Ireland has been fucking fantastic. Like mm. Tomper's album is amazing. Yeah, I haven't yet to listen to it annoyingly it's, enough and I need it's to great. get on the to last, it. The last three songs on it are a fucking triumph. Um, it's got some of the best riffs I've ever heard. And, and um, you know, you can hear that people went through something and put, you know, put time their and in, put, into, put time yeah. and effort into stuff. And I'd like to, I'd like to see more, you know, I'd like to see that um, there's more of a depth to what people are, are doing now. Now, that's not to say, that's not anything to say about the scene. Uh, in terms of the scene in Dublin, I'd like, I'd like uh, some of the smaller venues to have lighting rigs, which would be good. Um, <laughs> uh, exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, musicians need to be paid. Um Bars and venues um, often make a lot of money from, like, there's not as much overheads in bars and restaurants um, to the point that they definitely will be able to pay artists more. Um, and uh, what would I like to see? I think you can always have more venues. You can always have, everything's happening. Workmen's. We don't have that much venues here. Like yeah, it's, it's Workman's and Shane seems to be the only. I'd place like, that I'd like, I'd like it if and there's, there's certain areas yeah. of town that need that can do with a venue. You know, could yeah. could could do with a reason for um, musicians and artists and and people who who like um, music and art to be in that area. I think like there's a whole you know like parts of the north side like it'd be great to have a good venue and. Fibsborough, it'd be great to have a good venue and like Fairview Park is being used as a as a thing now, like as a concert venue now, which is mm. which I think is is great because it's a really Dublin area town. And but there's areas that that could do, I, we could always have more venues because like the Workmans is take the Workmans is taking the brunt yeah, of like everything. Centered in the city, yeah. and it it makes it makes you know you see a post every day. Oh, such and such a band are playing Workmans, mm. Workmans, 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 and you know I'm not sure how game they are with people putting their own spin on the venue, but it'd be great to have a bit more variation in where people are playing yeah um, and obviously you know like the, the, the bar industry has been hit pretty hard I know I just said that they should be paying people more but like it is it is fair enough because sometimes because it has been hit pretty hard in the last few years um, but it would be nice to see a bit more variation in in, um, in where people can play um, and yeah more lights um, but yeah more very like I'd like I'd like to see a few more venues Um yeah good answer <laughs> uh, so um, we've gone over what people expect from you in the next year uh, but mm. the I can't wait for that album man I really can't oh, cool. yeah, I can't yeah. wait for it um, let's see oh who do you th- cons- who would you consider one of the most underrated musician or bands out there mm. um, <clears throat> I think I think the drummer from Pine Grove is amazing and I think the way they record their music is stunning because they record it in a live sense and they've got some beautiful tech, uh, tempo drops and stuff and they tempo map the recordings as well. Or they're just really, really tight. And I think they're incredible in the subtlety that they have hmm. um, and the way their music breathes. Breathes. Um, <laughs> I think they're fantastic. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of Irish musicians that I know personally 
that are underrated by 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 virtue of the fact that they just they just can't get anyone. Yeah, yeah. you know, like um, uh, you know, like and like all the most underrated mu- musicians in the world are people who haven't been heard. Mm, yeah, yeah, you know, they're people who, and that's the thing, and that's that's the thing about this as a vocation and as a life is that it might, it, might, it might never happen. You know, you might not get to a point you and get, you have to be happy with that. You get famous way after you're dead as well. Or, as or yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, so, like, the, the like who I think would be the most underrated musician in the world would be friends of mine who I think are absolutely amazing and, yeah. no, and, and no one knows about them. But in, in a more universal sort of uh, popular stance, I'd say, Pine Grove are starting to get more successful now and, um, and that's good. Yeah. Uh, Again, Patrick Watson, very underrated musician. He could have been like I, I thought he, he. I always thought he should have been much bigger than he was. Um, um, Elenkis, incredibly I, I underrated. Have, I'm gonna have to go listen to all their stuff now. And actually, yeah, they, how do you spell it, by the way? I L E N K U S. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a sort of play on the word elenchus or elenchus, which is means like a sort of I think it's a sort of like non-violent um, alternative to. To, oh, to okay. something um, <clears throat> they're an incredibly underrated they should they should be one of the most listed they, they should be everywhere in the metal community like um, <clears throat> um, is there anyone else I think uh, that's the thing because people who are underrated you generally don't get to hear them um, <laughs> uh, I'll leave it at that right and then the final I always end with this question is yeah. what do you enjoy most about making the art that you make a big question to jump on you at the end of a podcast <laughs> I think it's how it makes me feel yeah you know um, and in moments like what I was talking about earlier when my friend passed and it naturally came out and it, it was there for me at that time you know um, and seeing that it, it is a natural thing and it is organic and it it, it, it comes to help you it's, it's, it's a companion when you need it um, rather than just being a product, um, or anything commercial, it's 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 more than that. And it is a friend and it is a companion. Like you, you read that, and you know you'd want to vomit down your jumper. But um, it it is true. And like I I I it was a real revelation for me this year. Um, I've always had a had a deep deep um, relationship with music for since I was nine years old. And um, yeah, I think I think the, the most the, the, the what was the question again? What's the thing? What's yeah? What's do you find most enjoyable about it? Yeah, well, well, uh, enjoyable. Um, yeah. So like, like I do think that like the, the the fact that it can provide comfort and it's that that's that's amazing. Um. I think. Being able to, being able to, you know, um, shade the way you're feeling with, you know, with, with with the way you write as well, and you don't you don't completely have to put everything out there in your lyrics. You don't have to completely put it out there. It, 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 no matter what, whatever you want to say in the song, whatever you put in the lyrics, what you're not thinking of is it's still all coming out in what you're playing. If you're a guitar player, it's yeah. all coming out in your guitar because. 
what you're playing. If you if you're if if you're if you're feeling a certain way or, or feeling turbulent about something, you're not going to be fucking going do 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 do. It's not going to work like yeah. that. And like you know, there's a, there's 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 a lot to be said about you know you know oh this guy you know like such an emotive player or whatever. But it is true because like you do play your emotions. Yeah. Like you 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 can't contradict that. And I think it's the fact that it's a direct line into your into your soul. No, I agree with you. Like you, you're basically just if you're not into it yourself, you're basically just doing the cover of your, something you've wrote. Absolutely, so, yeah, yeah. Like like that's the thing. Like and and for for people who write music, like you're fucking speed bombing your 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 heart. <laughs> like that's <laughs> into people's faces. Yeah, yeah. Like that's you. Like when you get up and play your songs in front of a, a room full of people or with two people in it mm. you're fucking bleeding in front of them like you know and I think that's 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 a really fucking good thing to be able to do yeah yeah well we'll leave it there uh, man that's been fantastic thank you so much for having <laughs> yeah. me on yeah it's been class man. well really, I hope really you enjoyed class. it and I wish I you all the best with the time. album yeah this yeah I hate shout out to mommy yeah we'll leave it there <laughs> thanks <dude. laughs> If you enjoyed that episode and would like to listen to more please feel free to hit that subscribe button it would greatly help me out a lot i'd very much appreciate it and make sure to check out mimic play their debut gig in shinae on may 7th it's sure to be a fantastic gig i can't wait for it and uh, thanks very much for listening goodbye